Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Hotline League. It is going to be such a crazy banger of an episode because the first time in weeks, we do not have a guest, and the guests always hold us back. This is actually an intentional decision that we made. I messaged Mark about it earlier because uh, we have had guests for so long, but it becomes harder to have some of the more nuanced conversations when we want to orient towards the guest. And so, believe it or not, that, that we got a whole awesome episode where we get to have open lines and you guys can say all sorts of stuff. It's going to be great. My constant co-host is here, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? It's I'm go it's going good. I'm glad to be here because now that we don't have a guest, I can talk about all the things I'm watching and not feel bad for going on for about 15 minutes about all the things. No, it's true. I mean, I think some some people really do like when we have you know pro players and guests on. I certainly do. It makes my job. I have to talk. 50% less, but, uh, it is also sometimes nice to just have the more casual vibe. And I know a lot of people have missed that over the past like month or so as we've just been chaining in pro players and all that stuff. So what have you been watching? All right. So I don't know the last time I talked about, it. I, I think I mentioned paper girls, but I finished that a while ago. I started an anime called call of the night. Um, I'm also, I also watched Thor love and thunder started watching the sandman um we also at one point gave pretty little liars original sin a go um there's probably some other stuff i'm forgetting but yeah a lot of stuff you know this is the first time or that, not this is the first time but very funny you said uh paper girls and i i have a bounty for to watch a paper girls trailer that i'm going to do after the show for it was it was really good um, I won't spoil. I, know I mean, it's, it's not really. It's uh, like it's don't like don't spoil. Like the, the thing is, a, a core premise of the show to you, which is like shown in trailers, is sometimes considered a spoiler. I try to, to avoid spoilers. I mean, if if you consider the entire core premise of the show to be a spoiler, which is also shown in trailers, and I, I, I when I turn on Arcane, I didn't know it was about League of Legends. Imagine my surprise, whatever. I, fuck you. Whatever. When, when you attended the Riot Games premiere. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's cool no of Riot to host this. It was cool of Riot to host this Netflix, Netflix show. show. Yeah, I was like, what is... <laughs> uh, I hate you. Uh, uh, it does It does some, some like... It's not like it does anything revolutionary, but I think um, it does some interesting stuff that some shows don't do. Yeah, uh, well, that's cool. Um... You know what you're going to be watching probably two years from now? What's supposed to be filming next year, this time. Oh, shit. Stormlight Archive at... Or, um, I think Mistborn it's Mistborn. Adaptation. It's yeah, Mistborn for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not confirmed, but uh, for those it of is. you... Okay, listen, everybody. Listen, everybody. We have done our best to help you all stay ahead of the cultural curve for like two to three years now. And for those of you that have not read any Brandon Sanderson stuff... Pick up Mistborn. You're running out of time because this movie is going to come out in probably 18 months or something. And then you're all going to not be able to tell people, oh, I read the book and I think the book is better. You know, we're trying to help. All you. your girlfriends are going to love Vin. Ashley has tried to read it, doesn't like his writing. But once she sees Vin on screen, she's going to love it. All my girlfriends? All of them? Every, all y'alls. <laughs> Collectively. <laughs> 
It's very good. It's uh, it's very good. And uh, yeah, I don't know for those of you that do have read Brandon Sanderson stuff, but haven't, uh, don't pay attention to his streams. He said recently that he would be surprised if they are not on set this time next year, um, and that an announcement should be coming in the next couple of months. I'm curious. It, so I think on on the Shardcast uh, podcast they were talking about how it might be at New York Comic Con, which is October sixth which is when Worlds is in New York. So I think what I need to do is secure my ability to get into New York Comic Con, just skip out on Elsie El- or Worlds for a day. and Just in go, case they reveal something. Yeah, yeah, go watch the Mistborn announcement. That'd be pretty hype. Um, there's also a lot of other good shit coming out soon, too, like uh, House of the Dragon drops soon. Is that good? Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings drops soon. I'm I'm skeptical on both, but we'll see. I mean, I'm not like they're going to be the shit, but they're going to be better than Wheel of Time, right? They have to be. Yeah. Well, I didn't think coin, uh, I didn't think Wheel of Time was that bad. It was just like not particularly great. It was still. I'm glad I watched it. I think it's sour for me the, the more I thought about it, dude. Just like the middle episodes where they just like stop focusing on their main characters and stuff, like the. I th- I think it, it's good from a. Uh, from a like historic perspective of fantasy stuff, like I, I think it's just that there's been so much good stuff that's come out in the past like five months or something. So, I mean, it was also just like the, the, some things were beyond their control in terms of like the COVID shutting things down and making them have to like do big rewrites and just like take certain characters out of the finale who absolutely should be there. Yeah. Um. So like, and then like the CGI was like fucked because of that as well and stuff. Like, I think it was pretty, pretty disappointing. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm still holding out hope that season two without those problems comes back together, but I yeah. don't know. The most recent Thor movie was a little disappointing. Yeah. It was just so like milk toast, you know, yes. like it was just so they tried like, to cram yeah. too much into too short of a time. Uh, I think if they had chosen either Christian Bale's plot line or Natalie Portman's, they could have, uh, done like they could have made a much better movie, but instead they kind of split the difference between the two and it did not. I was shocked Natalie Portman came back to to Marvel for this. Her character, like, I don't no want to give spoilers, but yeah. you know, like, she, her character arc was not what I thought it was. Like, I expected yeah, yeah, yeah. more out of her character. It was pretty I agree. I agree. flat. Um, the, the, my favorite thing though was the monochrome space planet fight. That yes, looks that's so everybody's favorite cool. moment. That's everyone's favorite moment. Okay, it looks so cool. Let's let's before we get into any more spoilers. Have you watched Sandman? Let's move on. I've not watched Sandman. It like the first episode is so fucking boring. It's really? like okay, yeah, but it's like it, it, there's like some little cool bits, but I'm like, when does the story start? It's like it's like basically a massive prologue, and it's just like false start after false start. But like episode five and six have been so fucking good. Yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of stuff people should be watching. <clears throat> League of Legends? No. Oh. Uh, Dinner okay. with, which is my new interview series, it came out today with Kobe. So is the first episode. So people go watch that if you haven't yet for some reason, go watch it because it's really good. He talks actually about like the anxiety that he experiences sometimes casting and how he'll kind of go into these like spire. It's pretty. It's it's very fun and then it gets a little you know more serious. Um. But it's always funny because it's Kobe, so he's talking about serious topics with a big smile on his face. Uh, and then, yeah, but it's a it's a good interview. I think people should go check it out. 
If we okay. ever do one, my, my goal is to be the most depressing one you, you're going to make. Really? Dude, yeah. Depressing but... content banks. Whenever people, whenever people get really depressed when I'm interviewing them, like people are like, oh my God, that interview was so good. My, my perspective is, is anything that you make should just try and be the hardest of one type of content. It should be the, the hypest, the, like the most inspiring, the most wholesome, the most depressing. Yeah. I'm going for that last one. When I'm interviewing pro players and post-game interviews, it's really difficult to get it to be the most anything. Let's put it that way. <laughs> this oh. is the most average interview. People did like the uh, geography uh, surprise test, though. Yeah, that 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 banged. I uh, I really liked it. I think it was like just the pros themselves had so many good little moments, just little lines like Douglas flyover state speak like I graduated high school, dude. And being yeah. like, well, not every pro is doing this good. Yeah, I, it hasn't really broken out. I think I was a little bummed. We talked about this where I was like, okay, please, please let this be. It's such it's such good content. It seems like the type of content that should be able to break out of my like Travis Gafford audience, uh, but I don't feel like it did. Like we hit basically the hard cap of like 35K that my channel can usually hit these days. And so I was hoping that it would like reach further into the League of Legends esports world, but I don't, maybe I just need to do more episodes. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too, is if it goes viral, great. But if you put out a bunch of things like that, I, I haven't looked at the viewer retention, but I have to assume it's good. It's yeah. pretty good. It's like five and a half minutes on like an eight minute video. So I, I we take yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about LCS this week. Huh? League of Legends. <clears throat> What's that? So uh, did you see there's a clip out there of Doublelift. So he did you see this thing? Dokla did an interview earlier on in the split when CLG started to look kind of good. And he and Dokla said that he's like, you know, I think we're in the top half. I think we can finish top three by the end of the split. And Peter said, this guy's trolling. CLG gets top three, end of split. I eat my shoe or I eat a shoe. And they are currently <laughs> tied for third. Wait, it's so doable. Their next yeah. their next couple games are not that bad, if I remember correctly, too. Hold on. I'm going to yeah, so they, they have basically the same type of schedule that uh, TL has, and they're tied with TL. So I think there's a decent chance they could end up tied with TL. I don't know who has the tiebreaker. Do um, they have to... I, they have to finish above TL, I guess. Peter wouldn't do a tie for three to eat a shoe. Yeah, I don't know. It's also unclear on if end of split means end of regular split split or playoffs. And so I think he could always say he meant playoffs if he's trying to avoid it. If but... he's a coward. Yes. Uh, CLG plays TSM yes. and... Immortals and Hundred Thieves yes. and Team Liquid, like you said, is very similar. Plays Dig, Golden Guardians, and Hundred Thieves. They right. both have Hundred Thieves, and they both have two of the teams in the bottom four who are all pretty comparable. Right. Um, I mean, I know we're shading double lift a little bit, but you yourself, when I was trying to hype up CLG to you on this show, you're like, "Well, who cares if they're six now? You know, like why should we?" Get I didn't excited care about when they were CLG? six. I care now that they're tied for third. Yeah, you can't just jump on the bandwagon now. People, oh, I definitely like, can. And people you like know how Emily many times CLG has like had moments of life over the past like half a decade? Actually, and not that many times. It's it's. I mean, no, they actually finished pretty high one split, didn't they? 
They had one third place finish in like I think it was 2018 or 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But beyond that, it, it's been pretty much bad. So, I, but there's been a couple times where they've like had some sort of streak or something. Obviously, there's been times where I think they only won like three games in a split or whatever. But like, I I do not regret my stance. I also still don't think do they're going to win. So I still wouldn't bet on it because I was talking with someone about this, and one of the struggles you have as like a broadcaster. For League of Legends as well, not just like uh, content creator, but like people like who have been in the scene a long period of time compared to newer viewers. I, I was talking about this specifically, like with the churn rate, who like of, of viewers who don't remember this stuff is like people who have been in the scene a long time, have seen so many teams have good regular seasons, but you don't really believe in them, and then they they bust her out in playoffs. Teams like Gravity or whatnot, you know, and. Oh, I think there's still this feeling for a lot of people that like, yeah, CLG is having an incredible split and we want to celebrate that. But then like, if you put a gun to my head and say, do you think they're making worlds? My answer is still no. <laughs> and like, you know, that it feels bad because you, you can say, yeah, they're third. And then you like, but you can't really commit to it. You know, yeah, I think, I, think I, I, I was just going to say, I feel like one of the challenges is you end up in a world where like hundred thieves looked weak for a while. It's funny because now they're twelve and three, so it's like weird to. It's like, wait, when did they look weak? Because they're tied first. But... <laughs> seven games ago, at least, because they're on a seven-game win streak. I know, I know, but it's, <laughs> there was a point in time where we were all like, "Eh, I don't know about them." And like you, you Jet and Raz, I'll never forget this. You Jet and Raz had your predictions. You had them going to Worlds in third, and Jet and Raz didn't even have them going to Worlds, which was crazy to me, right? Because they were the finals. Um, but obviously now it looks very much like they're going to worlds. And so that's the challenge is you're like, if you want CLG in, you have to, you have to believe that like TL or cloud nine won't somehow in best of fives snake that spot from them. Right. Which like, yeah. to me, that seems incredibly hard to bet. Even if cloud nine's looking super wonky right now, you're kind of like, well, yeah, but it's cloud nine. They've got these, this light up the best of fives. Like. I don't know. It's hard not to imagine that something will happen. So I, I don't know. It'd be hype if CLG goes to Worlds, but um, I don't. I would I don't say know. they should be one of the teams you want to go. Um, even if they're not, even if they don't do great, I think that you'll have a, a lot of fun watching them. They're very scrappy. Who are the three? Uh, okay, you say they should be one of the three teams you want to go. Who are the other two, Mark, that you want to go? EG and Hundred Thieves. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm I'm laugh I'm I'm laughing because I I you're I feel like it's a cop out. You've just chosen the top three. No, TM Team Liquid's literally tied. Sorry. So you would rather have TL over Hundred Thieves? No. Or I mean, sorry, you'd rather have Hundred Thieves over TL. Yeah. Can I? But I'm saying C CLG and Team Liquid are tied. So you say I grab the top three teams. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Well, sorry, but sorry. There's another team. I'm just yeah. looking at the board. C becomes comes before T alphabetically. So CLG ranks top three. Um, why? Can I ask you why you would rather have 100 T over TL? 100 Thieves over TL? Yeah, for for Worlds. Uh, I mean, they have been historically this like this iteration of team liquid better than them I, I don't think that this team liquid has shown that next level yet um 
compared to maybe the, the team liquids of old. Like, I think 100 Thieves, when they're playing well, when Abba's playing well and their bot lane's playing well, they actually are very explosive they, and they play aggressive. They, they can do the, like, boring scaling thing, but I think legitimately the bot lane can absolutely pop off. And then they work well with Closer, who is absolutely insane. I think his casting and then, like, the leaked comms showed, like, how, how much of a force he is in terms of, like, decision-making and playmaking and whatnot. Um, some days been a lot better than he had been in some of the past years where I felt like he was just kind of like, he was good, but he was just there playing weak side, not, not contributing a ton. And it feels like he's, he's a bigger force team liquid when they, they have good, like streaks of one game or two, but I don't know. I just don't believe in them. Okay. Fair enough. What did you think of their weekend this, this past weekend? Um, it was good. They, they absolutely shit on their opponents. <laughs> but, like, someone in one of the Reddit comments said it, and I think it's a good point, where it's, like, a game that's over in five minutes is almost, in some ways, like, more troll and, like, less convincing than, like, a hard-fought game for, like, 15 to 20, which then you make, like, a good team fight play or something. Like, that game was over five minutes in because they had better scaling and their top side absolutely snowballed. Um so it's it's fucking like did you really have to be a better team over the whole game or did it just like instantly go in your favor and uh eg like well, i was casting that game and they are a team that like they took they just ran into team liquid like they fell like 5k behind and they were still taking fights like they were even strength um so like i don't know why they I mean, I, I do know why. They're EG, and they, they just want to pick fights. It's best of one regular season. They don't give a fuck. But, like, that's not how people are going to play against them in the, in the postseason when they fall behind. They're going to make Team Liquid actually have to work for it and not just, like, int into them. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so, we obviously have this past weekend to talk about. We also have some other news. Uh, Peter Zhang now officially banned from literally everything. Um, <laughs> Publicly executed. Yes. Yes, as, as uh, TSM is wont to say. Um, uh, what else? All the TSM Legends videos are currently missing from YouTube because uh, publicly they're... executed, as TSM is wont to say. Uh, All their content. Yeah, because their their Twitter is or their YouTube channel got banned got because hacked. somebody hacked it, which is uh, probably not worth talking about, but is very funny. Um, what? else oh the we got brought live comms this past weekend live comms is correct there are yes. a couple more of the uh top five player positions that came out there was oh, yeah, uh, jungler, top lane and, or jungler and, and support you're right yeah so those are always uh, fun to debate yes so that's pretty good um and then i just know that there's been a whole slew of other things that people have wanted to call and talk about and They've been interesting conversations, but not necessarily ones to have with like Whippo, for instance, or whatever. I know we even got some people that were frustrated that we were talking about content in the LCS with Whippo on the show and all that stuff. So uh, I, I hope that everybody who's wanted to call in and talk about different things that haven't made, necessarily made sense to have um, on the show as calls and takes when we've had pro players on will show up for this. Uh, Twitch chat, anything else we are forgetting? Uh, I don't. I don't think. I clearly is. have something against Team Liquid. You do. I guess. I mean, I agree with that. 
Yeah, You've always only... been a hundred two simp in a TL here. So. <laughs> yeah, that's if if you ha- if you've been following the show, you absolutely know I've always had something against Team Liquid. Yes, you know, ever I mean, since I, I for me, I think you just have a chip on your shoulder for from when they fired years. you. <laughs> I when I quit, unceremoniously. Uh, oh, oh, you quit? Yeah, 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 yeah. You did one of those classic. You can't fire me, Steve. I quit moments. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. The funny thing is, people have no fucking clue. You know, was, uh, someone was sitting next to me today. Or uh, closer, closer joined us on the desk, and I was talking about something from coaching. He was like, "You were a coach." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> what the hell? No. Honestly, not a bad idea for for a surprise test thing is to just be like, "What, what do you know about do? LCS history?" It's like this member of the podcast used to coach for Team Liquid. Name two. And they're all gonna people. be like, "Jet." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Wrong. Say name, name two people. Um, these two people had one point in time coach for TL. Uh, there's a bunch of those you could do. People don't yeah, know jungle that for dig jungle for CLG. People don't know that Kobe used to be a pro player. I think, uh, like this, this member of the broadcast used to do that. Yeah. I don't know how many people would know that as Ailes a world champion. Um, I feel like that one because it's memes so much people will know he's a world. Yeah, champion. But that but... assumes pro players are watching the broadcast. That's where the memes are. I don't know if they get it, but yeah. it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Also, that meme was like when half the players in this league weren't in the league, right? <laughs> That's true too. Because <laughs> it was about uh, about eight months ago. So, but at that point in time, half these players were not competing. At the oh league, my so. god! You know what? How many people were not starting at the start of summer that are now starting in LCS? You mean like start of this summer? Yeah, even just like because Dignitas has four new players. It's only blue. I guess they have. Blue and Bio, so they have three. Golden Guardians has a bunch. You tweeted, Immortals. but you didn't even link the stream. You don't do that anymore. No, no, no. Did you... Somebody from Twitter Gaming came out and was like, please stop doing this. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Wait, why? I, because I, there, are people, she, were people just wrong? I think, yeah, I think they were like, yeah, that's not how it works at all. This is just like a thing that people have. I think what it is is when, you, when pe- people are posting going live posts constantly... And then, like, those don't do well because they're not very, like, interesting content. And so I think they were, like, posted with, like, an interesting picture or something. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the algorithm is just, like, that's a low engagement tweet. I'm not showing it. And people assume that it was because they put the link in it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, there's the algorithms are weird. And the only thing dumber than the algorithm is people saying they know what the algorithm's doing. None of us know what the algorithms are doing. Raz says he uses TikToks to promote his going live tweets and it bops. And it will until he finally uses his Twitter account from too many DMCA notices. That's my take. Raz is, Raz is, if if one person of the broadcast was going to lose their social media for one reason or another, it would be Raz. Yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. 100%. Because he's just like, did you guys see this 30 minutes of this most recent Disney movie? And he'll just <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look at the NBA Finals ending. It just takes the entire last four minutes of the finals. <laughs> okay. Um, Captain Scrumps on the chat says, this is so boring. Where are the calls at? So I believe that's our sign to get the calls going. So, Mark, you want to explain how the show works? Well, we got a lot of people in the pleb and sub calls. I'm chat. fucking lost. Do you see what's happening in pleb topics underneath? It's like a like tab out that says Mark Z three five seven six. Riot has forgotten. It like, what is this? I don't know. I don't what know. is this like? What what is going on with Dick Sword tonight? 
Yeah, Discord, Discord's very strange. Okay. Um. <laughs> oh, is that your Discord handle? It's like for some reason texting textualizing your Discord handle. Did yeah, but it's like yourself? putting it in the. I'll sh I'll show you a screenshot. No, no, no I see it. I no, see not it. right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what is this? Okay, explain how the show works, Mark. Rather than if, how you, Discord if you've is. never seen the show, I don't know how it works. But I think you go here to this Discord link. I could be mistaken, but I think you're going to want to click that link and go ahead and join up. And then when you're there, get into the Pleb Calls or Pleb Calls 2 voice channel where you'll hang out muted so you don't mouth breathe. And then in the Pleb Topics text channel up above, that's where you're going to put in your take saying what it is that you want to talk about. If we like your take, we'll pull you into the waiting room where you will hang out until it's your turn to come on air. And then we'll talk to you. Uh, we should we should pull David uh, because he made a TikTok today, like a TikTok story, because that's a thing now. And he was like, yo, guys, I'm streaming on YouTube. And also, I'm going to try to get on Hotline League if I got a good enough take. So well, then what is the take? I didn't even look at it. I just pulled him. I feel like oh, sometimes you, you pull people and then I'm, I take the heat for it. You know, like, what is it, like two or three episodes ago, one of the pro players was on. They're like, I feel like these takes are not about the pro players being on. I was like, well, two of those weren't mine. I threw you right under that bus. Where did you Watch write you get that? run over? Reddit comments. <laughs> Dude, the, our Reddit threads for this show don't ever make it anywhere. So I'm not, you could say yeah, the, whatever you the want. The Reddit about comments are threads. always like, why do this show's takes are not good? And I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. I'm trying. I, I think we've got I really some really good takes, especially lately. Yeah. Actually, actually I think the, the callers have had some really good ones. Yeah. Reddit sucks. That's, that's the takeaway. Yeah. All right. Anyway, Mark is pulling some folks. Also, if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Uh, please make sure that you sync your Discord with your Twitch so you can get access to the subtopics channel where things move a little slower and you have a bit of a better chance of getting on because it won't be cramped. Man, I really do feel like we've got way more people in the pleb and sub call. Maybe just whenever we don't have a pro player guest on, people are like, oh, I can just talk about anything. Because it is true. Maybe. It's live, live or open lines tonight. Is that what they used to say on radio before radio? Open died? lines. Any any topic goes except format ones because I they're, they're useless conversations. Yeah. Don't don't ever pitch me on a format unless we ask for it. Dude, it was very funny though this weekend. Whenever I went to go, I'm saying this because Raz mentioned pro players need to use, learn geography is his take. Uh, when I went to go, <laughs> when I approached any of the pro players for. An interview, they were like, "Oh God, is this going to be a geography thing?" <laughs> like they're like, "I'm not good at geography." It was just great. Uh, now everyone's just like afraid to be interviewed by you now. Yes, well, I was talking to my uh, video guy at the LCS, and I was like, "Yeah, if you have any ideas," he's like, "I came up with some good ones, but the problem is you can't just make them all." Like, look at how stupid pro players are. Because <laughs> it is very fun to quiz them on real life things, but the whole joke is they know nothing about real life things. And if you do it enough, at some point in time, people are gonna be like, "Wow, these guys are just dumb as a rock," you know. So, I will say, like, yeah, I mean, closers like most of the people who didn't know anything have a pretty good reason to not know very much. Like, yeah. they're not from fucking America. <laughs> they're okay. There's a couple moments in that thing where I'm like, like I'm pretty surprised when. I am, I'm a little surprised people said Texas when for Arizona when they were in Texas previously for finals. And I'm a little surprised that... Uh, I'll be honest, as someone who has gone to Europe recently, 
I couldn't tell you where I really was in Europe on a map if you just fucking blasted like a map at me. Really? You, know? you couldn't do... Okay, good. I need to do this with you. I need to be like, Mark, actually, you don't normally travel for international events. Because it would have been sick to just be like, all right, I'm going to quiz you on all the international places that you've actually been on the map. I could definitely identify Germany, for instance. It's not that hard. I bet you couldn't. Italy looks like a shoe. Yeah, well, Italy's the fucking easiest one, but I bet you couldn't get Germany if you just fucking had the whole map of the I feel like London the EU. Or, uh, the UK is the easiest one. Maybe. All right, you want me to get a caller? Yes, please. Dear God. <laughs> okay. Off Mark goes. Thank you to... Where are we? We've got a bunch of subs. Uh, the Fish Gaming, Shamanium, America Vespucci, Alal's Beer Nut... So many things. Old slice of bologna. Retro paint with the one ear. Shiny Froki. And David is here. David, remind me how you pronounce your last name again. Shy knock. Like you're very shy and you're knocking on somebody's door. Okay, thank you. How For those that don't know, Mark, have you seen David's uh, TikToks where he goes to, was it Washington Square Park? Yep, David? right down by MYU. And, and holds a sign and asks them about League of Legends and esports stuff, Mark? Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of them. It's a series he's doing. There's a new one as well. Uh, anyway, you're from New York. That's what you're going to tell us, right, David? Yes, sir. Okay, calling from New York. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? This is the best regular season of LCS that we've had in the entirety of the franchise era. Regular season? Regular season. So not excluding uh, playoffs, just like regular season, regular like regular game or regular uh, whatever you want to call it. regular season matches, best of ones prior to playoffs. Are you a CLG fan? I am not. I'm a hundred thieves fan. Really? Well, but you were wearing I guess that makes sense. TL stuff in that. I thought I feel like I, I've mostly seen you in TL merch. I am trying to get every single team's jersey for the sake of content. I currently have TL, FlyQuest, Hundred Thieves, and then Optic. May they rest in peace. There's probably a couple that you should try to get soon because I'm worried. I don't know how much longer some of these brands are going to be in the LCS. But, uh, okay. So, anyway. So, regular. This is the the best regular season. So, not including playoffs. So, we can't talk about spring playoffs or summer playoffs. Is that the nope. rules here? It's yep. regular Just, season, Travis. Okay. Come on. And since franchising started, which was 2018. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. So, the past four years. Yeah, twenty five years. Okay, um, why is that, David? I think this is arguably the most competitive that we've seen the top five teams in the LCS in a manner that's not typical to the last two or three years, where you'll see a lot of teams falling off in the final weeks. It feels like we're having more more teams stepping up towards the end than we're seeing the latter. Obviously, FlyQuest you know, had kind of a down week this past week, but they're sitting on the outside relatively in six. Uh, C9 sitting in fifth as well, but with TL, CLG, 100 Thieves, and EG all sitting pretty respectively at the top. We have not seen this level of competition. I can't honestly think of when. Uh, on top of that, you have massive improvements to the LCS broadcast with all the new segments that are coming. The live in-game voice comms are phenomenal. Uh, all the content they've been putting out is great. We've just seen an overall ramp up of the broadcast, of the games, everything in regards to the regular season that we just have not seen since the franchise era began. Okay. So 
Uh, I will let's let's do the these first two things and then I'll, I'll throw it over to Mark. One thing I was thinking about as you were saying this is something that I thought about this this past weekend and then again whenever Mark and I were talking at the start of the show about CLG and Hunter T and EG being at the top. If you screenshotted the current standings for the top five in the LCS and you said this is one week before the last last week of regular season or going into the last week of regular season. Uh, and you sent it back in time by like a year or so, I think people would be shocked. Like it, it is fascinating to me that what we like, it's, I almost, <laughs> I want to say like old guard is gone. It's all new guard, but like CLG is the old guard, but then they've stopped being the old guard for a while. I don't know how you want to describe it, but the fact that you have EG Hunter T and then CLG tied up with TL Cloud well, Nine fifth and TSM off. Like I do think that it is it is a very new era in the LCS. I was gonna say you don't even need to send it back a year because if you send it back a year, anything can happen. You know, like maybe CLG balls out and spends all that money. You send it back four months is what I would do. Like middle of spring split, you would be on drugs if anyone told you that CLG makes one roster move and goes from like what were they eighth or ninth, yeah, into a third, eg, who was at that point. Eh, you know they were like yeah, nine they were nine. very they had it felt like they were not fulfilling the promise for almost all yeah. of spring yeah yeah spring regular season they were not impressive so then they're 12 and 3 c9's falling off a cliff team liquid's like still fine 100 thieves is good you believe that stuff um but yeah so i think i, I think you oh go ahead mark no you go don't sound so angry i think uh that it is it is just very exciting because this kind of feels like when e it's funny because i think this actually might have long-term hurt uh lac viewership but i do think it was really exciting when like mad lions and and what was it uh was it rogue rogue yeah, yeah. super yep. popped off one split and all of a sudden they were like passing g2 and Fnatic, and i i think that is really cool and i do think the clg redemption and we'll see how long it progresses but for now it feels very good and the fact oh. that the teams that are winning like this actually this was like the bigger thing too that i was thinking about this weekend look at look at eg 100t clg 100t is a core of like players from golden guardians sort of development roster a while ago that have been brought up and obviously you have abdog in someday there but like that is not the let's go get perks or bring bjergsen out of retirement roster you have CLG, which is just in any year. I feel like you show people like this lineup of players on CLG and give them like, oh yeah, this guy was an academy, or yeah, this guy had like a short stint in Hundred T, and Mark made fun of him on the broadcast and all that stuff. Like you would definitely be like, okay, these guys are going to be like seventh to tenth, and then you have EG, which has like JoJo and Danny, and what the whole any talent thing like it's overly memed or whatever. Like it's just it is. It, I am starting to feel like we. it is no longer going to be just go hire the big imports or like the big names that have been the LCS long, longstanding veterans and then you win, which is kind of like Do what you know some of these who you have, have to thank for that, Travis? Uh, we had him on the show. You made fun of him. Did I make fun of him? What, Greg Kim? You made fun of him. Greg Kim. I didn't he make said, fun of Kelby made fun you, of him. You, you made fun of him too. Kelby went the hardest, but the like... What? Why should we believe in? E I don't know if you remember this episode, but like right when I, EG... of course, I remember the episode. It was like the one that. No, Kelby... even, I'm saying to I'm saying to fans. I don't know oh, if okay. fans remember this episode, but uh, Greg King came on, 
I forget what his title was with EG, right? When like he was EG like head was of competitive, head of yeah, something, whatever. Um, and you know, he came in there and he was saying how great they're going to be. And we were like, well, why should we believe in you? Like what's EG going to do different? He was like, we got a lot of smart people. We've just got so much, so much good, intelligent people working on the team. And that was it. And Kelby was like, you can't just tell us that you're going to be smarter than everyone else because you hired smarter people. Sure enough, EG wins the championship. Greg, Greg Kim, fair enough, dipped out in the between splits to get hired over to CLG. And now CLG is pushing top three. There, There's a couple other people that I would give credit to. I want to spread it out too. I think Kelsey no, Moser. No, 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 no. I think Kelsey Moser did a decent amount of, of good work whenever she was in, in a lot of these places. And she was uh, at EG as they were building up this roster last year and working on like the more rookie development side. And then the other person who... I think is worth mentioning is uh, Jonathan Kamikaze Platypus. He's the GM at CLG, and he was at Golden Guardians um, and helped build some of their their good programs as well. So I think I think there's like a small crew of people that had for a while been betting on uh, NA talent and development and not going rushing out and like grabbing you know import talent and all that stuff, or at least in the, in the ways that some of the big teams were. And I feel like a lot of those individuals are starting to see the fruits of their labor payoff like Peter one Dunn? two years later. P Peter uh, Dunn is good. One, one, Mr. one Mr. Peter Dunn as well. Sure. Yeah, I think there's there's been a lot of people who have uh, been working away behind the scenes to make sure that they are invested in NA talent. Uh, the other thing I was going to say, to go back to David's original take about how this is one of the best splits, I someone mentioned the soup split. And I think this is an interesting debate that we had in the dive a little bit, which is like, I actually think splits where everything like parody is supposed to be a good thing but i don't think having no clear narrative is a good thing when it's like i think it was legitimately six or seven teams that were 11 and five for yes. the soup split you know it was just like who the fuck knows what's happening do any of these teams actually look good you know like i actually don't think that's best for the league i think you want two teams who are legitimately really good if you just have one, then it puts pressure on that team to be the one who wins. But if you have two teams, you can build up the narrative of like, all right, 100 Thieves versus EG, who's the best? And then you want a differentiation between your top half and your bottom half. And like Fly and C9 are kind of that, you know? And then there's a massive drop to seven so that you can say, hey, the teams in the top half of the league are legitimately good. Whereas if it's just like one game separation all the way down and everyone's beating everyone, it, it doesn't necessarily have that feel. So I think to David's point, there's been closer splits. There's been... Plenty of splits where like anyone can beat anyone, but I think this one's really good because uh, I think Hundred Thieves and EG are legitimately good. I think CLG has been very good, and I think that the top six teams all at least do some things well. Well, um, I think the other thing that's been helpful too is to, to kind of your point, uh, Mark. One thing that would happen in the past is you'd sometimes have, especially in recent years, you'd have the top teams just like randomly dropping games to like a mid-tier team or a bottom-tier team, and it just crashes your your like narrative train. When you're trying to be like, yeah, get excited for these guys. Everybody tune in, and then they'll just like look like a bunch of idiots, uh, like a bottom tier <laughs> team. And then you just start to be like, okay, well, I guess uh, you know they're still good. Best of ones. Hashtag, you know, like it's, it's that I don't think has happened as much this time around. Um, I, I mean, you can, ha and then even even with TL's one and one stuff, that has been an interesting storyline, given that this is like. The, a super team, even if they don't want to call it that. Like it, so there, I just think there's a lot of very fascinating stuff to talk about, and I like your take, David, because it is. I have. I don't. I'm separating it from just separating it from like this is the best of time of franchising, uh, or of regular season of franchising. 
I I have recently become far more optimistic about the LCS. I ran into uh, Yet Wen, who's a friend of mine who works at the broadcast, uh, used to play for TSM way back in the day. Um, I think you he, he was it was when I was talking to him, Mark. Whenever you walked out of the studio, he came by. TSM like, Evo, not not main roster. TSM yeah, 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 yeah. I know, but TSM Evo wasn't a, t- a team of TSM. Anyway, the whole point is. It's a, it's a throwback, Mark. I didn't want to explain. Well, at People one point in time, confused. they had this other type of team. Anyway, uh, and he was just like, yeah, you've gotten randomly very positive lately. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, no, the reason I'm getting positive is because I think the teams are just on their own generating pretty interesting storylines. I wouldn't say that maybe the marketing sides of those teams or the branding side, but just the way that the games have been going on, it is a very exciting split. And I do think, moving on to the second topic, uh, David, that you brought up, I do think the broadcast has been doing a lot better. Now, you say the broadcast has, like, you know, gotten so much better, best of franchising ever. I would say broadcast probably back to where it was in 2018 to 2019, which I think was pretty good. Like, I'm very excited because I feel like for a long time the broadcast stalled out, and we'd all go, the broadcast sucks, the broadcast sucks, the broadcast sucks, and then they'd still continue to suck. I think they are starting to stop sucking, um, and that has been what has gotten me excited. Oh, I do, Travis. You really have gone so positive. They've started to stop sucking. We haven't even stopped sucking necessarily, <laughs> but we've started to stop sucking. Yeah, you're climbing out of the suck, and I've been happy for you guys. You're making some Same good with decisions. TGI, dude. I, I feel like TGI sucked for so long. I mean, I agree I- with you. <laughs> I agree with you. It's been a tough couple of years. The content's gotten a lot better in the past couple of, of weeks. Uh, I think there's a difference between TGI and Riot Games in terms of scope and scale and productivity and uh, access to players and all that stuff. So I'm not sure if it's a fair enough comparison, but I do agree that that uh, all of us are starting to get better, and uh, and I'm excited (laughs) about it. Uh, Raz in chat, Hotline League has sadly (laughs) not started to stop sucking. I I think uh, when the COVID years hit, there were a lot of things going on all at once that combined to make the broadcast, and I have said this many times, not not great. Um, And so it's been a lot better, but I also think, uh, like, even to your point, like, comparing it to other years, I think this would still be considered a a good broadcast year, actually, in terms of a lot of the stuff that's going on. Yeah, I, I I think it's just fun to tune in. Like, I feel like right now, if you watch the LCS, and I know a lot of people tune out after the game ends or whatever, but if you don't tune out and you watch the analyst desk, I feel like most times something interesting will happen. A pro player will be on. There'll be a pro to pro. There'll be, like, a good segment about, like, something in particular or a funny thing, you know? Like, I, I feel like, yeah, the Evan line, like, you might have missed it, but, like, for the people who didn't miss it, like, that's a new meme for them. Um, even like the crowd is just yelling random shit after being gone for so long. I just feel like there's always something going on. I Mark, let me ask you then. Do you think that this is the best year of the broadcast out of 2018 to 2022? Ooh. Dude, especially because David positioned you're saying, his best you're saying year. That, of- that, is a, that is an easy answer for me. Spring. Well, so 2018 is inclu- you're including 2018, right? Yes. Yeah, and I will say for full disclosure, I have watched every LCS countdown, every LCS po- post game analysis into like the 30 minutes after, barring the Bud Light League Lounge since 2018. I mean, even in 2018, 2019, I watched it religiously anytime Optic was mentioned. Dude, David's spring split broadcast this year was not that great. It was get- starting to get better, but they've made all their improvements in the summer, in my opinion. Yeah, but how much do you judge something by? 
the beginning of something rather than the totality of it. You're judging it over the, four, the all five years. You say like this yeah. year. If you were to say the growth- this summer split is better than all the previous summer splits, then sure. But like you can't say the best year of all five years and then be like, yeah, the past month's been great, bro. You know, like that's let, that's the let me ask you this: Are the highs ever as high if you don't have lows as well? Okay, I'm gonna start I'd, doing. I'd, this. I'd, I'd rather was, start no. off where we no, were in, and in the ramp entertainment up. business. No, you know what? Some people just make good TV every fucking episode. You don't need to put out a stinker of an episode to enjoy. You know what I mean? That's Fair. a copium mango right My there, favorite David. restaurants are Fair. the ones where I have a terrible fucking meal. And then if the next I don't time I go there, it's amazing. pube in my burrito every once in a while, how can you truly appreciate the pubeless burritos? All right. Anyway. <laughs> Mark, you already got to go. You said extra put. Anyway. So, no. D- Mark, I want to ask you this. Do you think this is the best time the broadcast has existed. Don't make me, I'm not going to answer this. You're just asking me to like... Because you fucking know. You fucking know that it's not the best year. I rest my goddamn case. Um, I plead the fifth. You can't You can't prove I said what you think I said. I plead the fifth. Um, anyway, so I do... Look, I think... Here's, here's, what, here's what I will say, David. I think we are getting back to 2018 years of hype. Uh, I think in 2018... 2018 was the best year of LCS in a very, very long time. Maybe ever. It was very exciting. You got all these new players in. There was like crazy storylines going into spring. Um, you know, like 100 the all the all the franchise teams were making hard pushes to make people care about them in a way that they don't right now. Broadcast was firing on all cylinders. Like, I I just think that things were really good. Um, and I. I that has been what I have sort of been thinking about for a long time was like I I miss 2018 and I think we are getting there and I'm very excited about the fact that Worlds is going to um and sort of cap off this year cuz I think it could really help. If you were to limit it to just single split, so just summer of 2022 versus I would arguably say summer of 20 or 2018 was probably the best single season prior to this. Would you put it above? Um, yeah, I think 2018 summer was better, but it's also really tough to tell. I mean, you're also looking at splits in these isolated ways. I feel like finals are like the most impactful moment of, you know, a season. And so it's like weird to be like, let's just look at these like eight or nine weeks, you know, it's, it's tough. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it is a very good time and I'm excited because look, the way, the direction that uh, part of the reason I've been so negative is because I love this show i love the product i love the sport i love the space and like it felt like it continually was trending down and nobody was making the changes that needed to be made to get it to a better place and i think that that is starting to change it is starting to stop sucking and that is what i'm i've been super positive about lately travis positivity started to stop sucking yeah i can't wait i can't wait for it to stop the starting of the sucking and so that way it's just it's just like, stop sucking fully fully stop sucking yeah and then i, I wonder i mean that's how is. i've been i've been waiting for that for a long time mark okay i can't you and me both buddy i can't wait for the broadcast to fully stop sucking that is that is going to be the moment whenever things get really good with the lcs yeah dude <laughs> okay uh david thank you so much for the call anything you want to shout out 
Uh, shout out to Alienware and all the sponsors of Hotline League. Uh, shout out to everybody that went through with my promise of telling one friend uh, to go watch LCS or try League of Legends. I would challenge you for from now until the next time that I come on to talk to two people. Keep expanding it. Eventually, we'll continue to grow the LCS. And Riot, please open the League Partnership Program to TikTok content creators. Did you see I, I, was recruit, I recruited somebody in World of Warcraft? David? I did. Yeah, I, don't I appreciate the tweet. Thank yeah. you. I didn't yeah. do that, but I did tweet out a skin code and it got Mark a lot of interaction. Mark doesn't talk to don't. other humans, so like that's part of the problem. I could, I like... could try and convince my Uber drivers driving me to the LCS in the morning, I guess. Oh, um, but my, my new game plan is to just start giving away all the shit that teams give me in Riot and stuff. Every LCS to make people want to hang out. I, I, Travis, you know our Grubhub cubes? Yeah. I'm going to give that away, I think. Wow. Is that going to get me in trouble? Well, I'm glad we're having this discussion live on air uh, on our Grubhub-sponsored show. Well, actually... I'm giving it to a fan who's going to enjoy it. Well, no, no. I, I think you're fine. We were talking about... They have an extra one, and we were going to try to do some sort of actual formal giveaway on the show with it. And, it you know, I think it has stuff in it. So, um, but yeah, we can... How are you going to give it away, Mark? Are you going to ship gonna... it to somebody? No, fuck that. They have to be in the LCS parking lot for me to take it and hand it to them. I, You know, in the past, I think Riot has told me, or they told, I think they told me that I can't do, like, giveaways, especially of sponsored stuff. I'm sure if it's Grubhub, it's probably fine because they sponsor LCS, but, yeah. Well, it's at, not a at, giveaway. At the LCS, I mean, at the LCS. It's not a giveaway. It's a donation drive, and it's kind of fucked up to be against charity like that. So I don't think that rule is going to apply. Take it up with your employer. Anyway... And uh, thank you contacted me about this. So I thank you, David. I, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Speaking of sponsors, let's take a quick break to talk about Alienware. Alienware sponsors this show, and we love them so much. I know I talked about this last week, but some of you guys might have missed it. So we're going to talk about it again. And I think that it's the type of thing where, like, if I don't talk about it all the time, then people forget about it. But the link... Alienware.com slash Travis that has existed for eternity. It now, if you purchase something through that link from Alienware, and I'm pretty sure broader Dell, but let's just say Alienware for now because they sponsor me. I a portion of that comes back to Travis Gafford Industries. That is very, very cool. Uh, we we haven't ever had that historically with them. They've been very generous with the sponsorship, but this is a way in which they're continuing to be even more generous because they know that so many of you guys actually do uh, purchase using usually my promo code. Not everybody always uses the link. So this is the way in which I'm really, really trying to make sure that people, in addition to trying the promo code, they go through that link, alienware.com slash Travis. Then you know that a portion of whatever you purchase, you know, maybe you're trying to justify upgrading from the 37 to 3070 to the 3080. At that point in time, maybe you're like, you know what? Uh, I, I, this, is a, this is a nice thing to support my content creator. Travis Gafford. And uh, so then you make the justification to yourself that you can go to the 3080. Look, we're, everybody wins in this scenario. So anyway, uh, please do me a favor and purchase your Alienware products through Alienware.com slash Travis. There's a link in the description below. I know there's also one in the Twitch chat if you're watching live and doing so really does help. Um, and I'm booking, do you know Chicago is very expensive guys? Hotels are very, I did not expect it to be as expensive hotel wise. So thank you to 
Alienware for sponsoring the show, and uh, and we love to have their support. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Yar. Off he goes. Thank you to Shiny Froki, Hoppa, Frogman, uh, Zushi, Yesterdog, Zamelkai, Nolan, uh, Jobadiah, Perseus, Hung Step Bro, Prometheus, Moonfish, and Laxo. Thanks everybody for the subs. Very much appreciate it. Uh, it's been cool to also, there's just been, LCS has been packed lately too. So that's also been something that's been pretty fun. I feel like people are starting to stick around for longer. The broadcast has probably been doing good things to try to make sure that uh, fans don't just show up for like one oh. game. So, Hello, Laserfruit is here. Laserfruit, where are you calling from? I am calling from Ontario, Canada. And you were on recently, right? Uh, I was on for a couple weeks and then I missed the Borpo episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you're becoming our, one of our repeat callers. And because he just that... spams topics. He puts in <laughs> yeah, like six yeah. topics every week. Well, if you when I want to warn I you. the code. Basically, YouTube comments and Reddit and sometimes Twitch chat hate repeat callers. I don't know why, but they're, they're just jelly. Like, they, I, yeah, they I get actually, very upset. I, uh, I, in the Reddit threads, I uh, interact with people about my call. Oh, really? Or are they yeah. critical? Uh, sometimes. Wait, didn't you have you had a very hot take recently, right? Uh, Let's focus remember. on this one. We got a lot of people to go. We've only done one topic through an hour. We got five more people in the waiting room. Laser gotta... fruit. When did you start playing League of Legends? Um, it's all the time we have. Thank you, Laser Fruit. Laser... That um was was great. Thank <laughs> you Laser for joining fruit. Us. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, so this is more of a prediction, but I think one or two LCS teams will sell their spots in the off season, and that Misfits will buy one of the spots. Ah. Uh... I figured you'd like this one, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very interesting timing. To this get is this a spot. Travis one. Okay, so wait. Let me ask you why you think this. Um. So we've had. So I'll I'll just say specifically. Um, I think GG will is like my first guess. Um, when that would COVID be a wrong Warriors, guess, but go ahead. Uh, the Warriors pulled a lot of funding out of the team when COVID hit, and they have been. <laughs> have they made playoffs since then? I don't remember if they've made playoffs, but they like haven't really had a solid roster since then. And they've consistently been at the bottom of the standings, and I don't see a world where the Warriors like start putting funding back into the team. And then I think my other guess would be Dig for similar reasons. Like they don't put a lot of funding into their team and they're consistently getting uh really bad results. And I don't see like why these teams would continue to stay in the league when they're not putting any resources into it. Okay. And why the Misfits part? Um, so Misfits is most like their head office and stuff is in North America, like their North American owned team. Um, but they were just operating in EU. So I think uh, the reason why they sold their LEC spot is because they want to move everything over to NA. And you'd like operate in NA rather than having like uh, offices in NA and in EU. Okay, this is a very fun one. I'm glad I'm glad you you chose this um, uh, laser fruit this night to call in on this. Okay, couple things here. So one, the following statement is not a report. It has not been sourced by multiple. It is. Please do not take this out of context either. 
This is something that is sort of going through the grapevine right now, um, as as it were. But there is a like very very soft, spongy, malleable rumor uh, that one to two teams in the LCS are potentially up for sale. I don't know who, and I also it's a rumor, so I don't I don't even know. It's the type of thing where like sometimes that starts because maybe one team was feeling like a conversation with a potential buyer and it fell through and then it's like out and about. Um, but that is like a, an interesting thing. I think some of the, some of the sort of Twitter anonymous Twitter accounts and stuff like that have been circulating that in the past like week or two. Uh, so I would not be surprised if something like that ends up happening. Uh, number two, I don't think it would be fl- or misfits that would do it because uh, Misfits, I had that same thought, actually, Laser Fruit. I had that same uh, thought and actually had it on Rift Reaction like the morning that it went, we found out they were getting out of LEC. But the I think what they have said publicly and or privately, the, the current understanding is that they're going full influencer, which is that not right. actually like that? I feel like that's actually a pretty smart decision because I think esports teams are really tough and w- when people first started building out esports teams, the whole idea was like, people will watch, people play video games on these giant expensive leagues where you'll have to spend a ton of money. Now, like, there's so many streamers on Twitch and YouTube that you can just bring under your brand and sell stuff for, and it's a lot easier to retain those people and you don't have to worry about the competitive side. There's a lot, a lot less infrastructure. So you, I just, I think that like, it makes a lot of sense. And that's why I would believe that Misfits might be going, uh, full into that. I also like they've been around a long time. LCS is not in the best spot. I'm optimistic it will get to a better spot, but it, it would be a weird time for them to maybe purchase in. I think that's that, fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it would be Golden Guardians because you mentioned that they're not putting uh, money back into their investment, but they are currently I think I mentioned this on last week's show or the week before, but I went and did a tour of their new facility which yes it is not the like 500 bajillion dollar facility that like tsm and 100 thieves make youtube thumbnails out of but it is uh like a pretty substantial investment it's like a custom build in terms of like they're it's just they're going from like bare walls to actually building out spaces and all this stuff it's it's not something you do if you're on the verge of selling your team the only team you have in lcs Yes. That plus the river acquisition and some of the other changes doesn't speak to a team that's trying to limp towards the finish line. Yes. Uh, to, to get out of the league, so I, I don't think the Golden Guardian speculation is one that. Uh, plus, Dana in chat said, "Ha ha, sweat." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's. I don't know if that. He could be sweating because he's. Because uh, we, we sniped him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's like sitting there on the phone with, uh, you know, Mr. Beast, and is worried right now because we're onto him. Um, so I think the three candidates I would look at are Dig, FlyQuest, and Immortals. I think they are the most ripe for something like this. FlyQuest is FlyQuest? very high on my theory list because uh, Trisha left, and then just now uh, Ricky, who is their that was like their head of content, had been over there for a long time, also just left, and so I. Feel like they are a likely candidate, um, and then I just like digging immortals. I don't. It's it. It's hard to feel like I don't know. 
you just look at those guys and it, it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. That they would be likely candidates. So. You were gonna say something, laser fruit? Oh no. Oh. That was I, uh, that was all I had for. I don't know, Mark. If you had to baselessly speculate. If I was gonna baselessly speculate, I would. I wouldn't have any actual like I've 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 heard the rumors that you were talking about Travis, but like no one's actually said anything substantial to me, so I'm like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe someone sells, but you know, whatever. I do think whoever like it, it is very tight to the chest, I guess is how I'll put it. Because stuff like this has happened before, but uh I know David who just called in a second ago is in the chat, he's made uh TikToks about how he wants optic back. I just like I I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't want uh, to end up getting attacked by uh, Hector, or whatever. But like, I definitely would. I, mean, I would be super optic. annoyed if we're just gonna play this merry-go-round thing where it's like, okay, Immortals is out, Optics in. Okay, Optics out, Immortals is in. Okay, Immortals is out, Optic. Like it's just Ding tosses out, Ding tosses back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like I, I really hope that we get like. Now's the time to try to do like Mr. Beast style deals and yeah. that type of stuff. Well, um, I I much rather that. Isn't Optic owned by Immortals right now? Um, I thought that he, they bought them back or bought back the brand. It went back to their original folks. So, oh, I, I have no idea. I just yeah. know that originally, like Immortals bought them. Yeah, Hex, Hex them bought it back. Yeah, they were owned by Immortals for a bit, and then. Uh, but okay. yeah, Hector has it has it back now. So, okay, I don't know. I yeah, <laughs> Santiel says we've already been recycling players. Time to recycle all teams. Um, <laughs> anyway, Laser Fruit, thank you for the call. Anything you, you want to shout out before we go on to the next caller? Um, shout out Alienware Grubhub. And to answer your question, I've been playing since like season three. It's a long time. Thank you, thank you. I'm just trying right. to make Mark sweat uh, as he looks at the timer. All right. All right. A anyway, I'll catch you next time. All right, bye. Okay. Mark is gone to grab the next caller. We got Kempis. Thank you for the prime. Oh, Parnell is here. Parnell, where are you calling from? Uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Had you called in previously as well? No. Okay. I I've just seen your name, I think, in chat often. Oh, I could have yeah, sworn yeah, you yeah. called in before. Wow. Yeah, yeah. No, I, no, I haven't. I, just... I think he hangs out in your chat, right, Mark? I, I, I've... I've posted like takes you know a few times before but... anyway parnell what do you want to talk about on the show where is he calling from he's coming from fort wayne indiana oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You... okay anyway um <laughs> what do you want to my, talk about, my take is that team liquid and 100 thieves missing worlds would be the best thing to happen to na the split for the future of lcs we we already did this conversation mark why are, you, why are you trying to run it because back? Because he threw 100 Thieves in there, too. Okay. I, I defended 100 Thieves. Here we go again. Here we go again. Okay. Uh, why do you think that, Parnell? Yeah. So it, it's not because of, like, you know, like, fresh talent or because of, like, they spend too much money or anything. I think it has to do with the, the play styles that uh, TL and 100 Thieves uh, have had over the past couple seasons. Even with like different roster changes, they all oh. they both play like pretty. You're one of the redditors that go into the post match threads and say, "Oh no, no, my no, no, god, no. this CLG team is so good! I so hope they go to Worlds because TL and and Hundred Thieves are so such a snooze fest. Uh, fuck those boring teams. I want CLG. TL is not slow 
in like the early game or anything, but they don't play very proactive mid late game and they don't really play with much of a purpose. Similarly with 100 Thieves, and I just feel like both of the orgs, like the last couple seasons, just you know, season after season, they have had a very similar play style that really is just not good for like international play. And I think if both of these top orgs miss out on worlds, it'll force them to kind of look at the style of play that they have and if and it kind of forced them to play a little bit more aggressive potentially like you know what eg is doing and if these top orgs start playing more aggressive i think it just is better for the league moving forward okay uh Mark, i will say blame that... game shit right now i'm curious because i actually I, when i saw those comments on the reddit threads i was like maybe this would be a good blame game i, I feel like a lot of people have this opinion i think 100 thieves there was a period of time where this, this criticism would have landed better for me um, through like the first round robin where um, some of their players individually weren't looking that great and the wins they were getting felt kind of cookie cutter where you just kind of outscale and let the other team kind of beat themselves. But I really don't think it holds up through the latter half of this kind of um, run that they're on. I think they're playing a lot more aggressively and they also are willing to try different things out um, like the Lucian Nami, they have the best Lucian Nami in the league. Like they actually can, can blow people out. I would say um, Closer's been good. Someday's been good. Abadaga and, and uh, Someday have actually secretly become the best two solo lanes in the league right now. If you look at their uh, gameplay over the last three weeks in particular, uh, Abadaga is like leading the league in a lot of stats for just that three week stretch. Um, not like you can just throw that out for like all pro voting or something like that, but I just mean in terms of current power level and how the team's playing the game, I think they've become a lot more aggressive. Um, so I, I, that's why I'm still like for down for hundred th thundo, hundo thundo, but for team liquid, I think, uh, the thing that you're, you're saying that you're concerned about, like there's slow games when it's only like a one or two K gold lead. And it's like, well, you can't just totally brute force the opponent down where they start to clam up. I think that's why their win over EG didn't like necessarily assage, 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 assage. Massage too many of the concerns assuage. away. Be assuage. Um, they didn't, because they just clapped so hard that they could do literally anything they want to win. And we've seen Nuclear Blippo a couple times where he's just 1v9. Um, and like we know that they can do that. It's the other things that I still want to see out of them. Um, and that's why I'm just a little hesitant. Like, funnily enough, the way that we talk about a lot of teams who are full of younger players doing well in the regular season where you're like, I need to see them do it in the best of five. That's actually how I am about Team Liquid as a super team that hasn't looked that dominant. Um, I need to see you do it in the best of five. You can blow out the number one team in a 25-minute game, 26-minute game, whatever that was, where Bwipo just turbo stomps them. But like, I'm concerned more about how you play as a five-man unit over a best of five that's close. And uh, I think that's why... Uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I don't really, I, I mean, like, I don't have a problem with them going to Worlds if they qualify. I think that's something I, I will say as well. I, I, like, there's this feeling that if they go, it's bad for the league, which I guess is the base of this take. I don't know. I mean, like, I do want to see CLG go just as, like, totally new guys other than contracts. I don't think any of them would have gone before. And, like, they're so young, they're so scrappy and crazy that it would be really fun. Um, but if they can't get it done in NA, I don't. Like, you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, we should have sent this team, which some people do. I stand by what I said before, which is we 
Well, here, I'll expand it out to this. I think you probably either want TL or C9 to go to Worlds if the other two teams are any of EG, 100 Thieves, or CLG. Um, because I think this Worlds is an opportunity to restore a lot of fandom to the league and to North America. And those iconic, recognizable names on TL and Cloud9 and those brands are pretty big. I know there's going to be those pedantic people that come in and go like, well, CLG is like a long-standing... No. Okay? CLG haven't been relevant since like spring of... What was it? 20... I'm going to make a Reddit thread on their subreddit right now that they already fucking calls hate me, them unreddit. They already um, hate me. It's fine. They, they have... Like, it is very strange. The CLG subreddit has this thing where like... They, they even have subreddit anymore? Hard-flamed... Yeah, they do. They hard flamed their team and org forever, and then now that they're is. doing pretty good, they like to pretend that like the last five years didn't happen. Um, but yeah, I I think sending I'm and again I'm fine sending CLG, but I think you probably want to send either a TL or Cloud Nine alongside them. So I know it's kind of like a little bit of a, a spin on your take with Hunter T TL Parnell, but uh, I don't know. I am I think you need to have something that's a little bit more. Uh, recognizable maybe is the best way to put it so yeah i mean like that's my hope. T team liquid they um they, i i agree with you mark to like like the last game that they, they uh when they when they beat uh eg they basically were able to like generate such a big lead just because whippo got kind of randomly randomly fed and they did some things to like kind of get there but i i'm definitely not sold on them i'm actually am i'm actually less sold on 100 thieves though because I feel like TL at least plays like somewhat, you know, at least like play with more of a purpose in the early game. I mean, 100, 100 Thieves does too, but I just feel like with 100, 100 Thieves, they kind of just like have a very much of a like a, a play to not lose play style, I feel like, more than play to win. And I, I remember like one game, they played against like a bottom tier team. It was like last like 35 minutes and they could have closed it out like probably like 15 minutes sooner, but they just like, played really cautious they made sure they made no no mistakes very like methodical and i hate that i absolutely hate that and i do not think that can translate to like international play unless you're just like really really good at it and i don't think any team in lcs is like that good at that really slow we're only going for you know 70 30 plays we're not going for any 60 40s or 50 50s you know that's how i feel quick quick aside I had Scaff in the chat uh, say that I simp too much for the old teams too much. I have been very excited, especially about EG this year. And so it's a very strange statement to say, but I have seen this like in other places too. Whenever I talk about why I think it'd be t good for TL to go, I don't simp for the old teams too much. Fans simp for the old teams too much. And I want the fans to tune out for, or turn up, turn up, tune up, whatever for uh, worlds. And so that's why I think it's important to have some of the long-standing, more popular uh, faces there. Uh, Parnell, thanks so much for your take. Anything you want to say before we uh, say goodbye? Yeah, uh, shout out my Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. It's Parnell EX. I play Warwick Mid. Hi, Elo. Good luck. Okay, yep. <laughs> catch you Thank later. You. Why? Because. <laughs> Just because. Okay, let's go. Okay, Mark's off to grab the next caller. Thank you to Devo for the sub. I appreciate it. Yeah, Warwick mid people are excited about that. 
Uh, let's see. Twitch chat. Fans will turn out either way for Worlds because we'll go see Faker and Yankos and whatever. A lot of North American fans don't even know who Yankos is. I love Yankos, but like, I don't know. People, peep, I, this is a con constant issue with the, the, the hotline league viewership, which is that you guys think you represent the casual fans. And I, uh, I love all of you. You're so hardcore that you're watching this on a Monday night, but you do not represent the casual fans. Fez is here. Fez, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Alabama, Alabama. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, what I want to talk about is I think that TL is peaking at the right moment and that they will not lose a single game all the way to the LCS championship. Woo. Okay. Well, this is a spit on the last take. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, this is very funny because I feel like a lot of people were like, oh yeah, hundred thieves usually sucks at the beginning and that's because they don't care because it's the beginning and then they start to get good and then they're peaking. Now it's just a race to see who could peak the latest. Uh, it's like now TL is peaking. EG peaked really, really late in spring. They were peaking at the best time, and uh, maybe now they won't peak as well. Who well, still has a chance to peak? Uh, there's so many. Let's, let's see who can peak the hardest. Fez, what do you? CSM want? could peak really hard. <laughs> Dude, I'm peaking so hard right now. Okay, <laughs> I'm Fez. Peaking. Fez, what do you want? Do you want to explain why you feel this way about TL? So I really think that if you, you know, the comms things has to do with this too, like the, the broadcast was showing, but if you listen to like their earlier comms that they had during the first part of the season, there was a lot of chatter, especially from Bjergsen, and like it just seemed like it was a big cluster, and it, now it seems more, even though Santorin and Bobo were getting the main lead Sunday, it sounded like they were taking the charge of the calls in the team, and of course, Core JJ was throwing his two cents in there. But I think, I think there were too many cooks in the kitchen, and I think they finally figured out who's going to be the boss is going to be who's actually leading in the game, which I think is the right philosophy. So for what it's worth, this got three hangups in the Discord, which has <laughs> spurred me to pull it because everyone well, reacts very negatively. I, do. To I think it's take. so funny that our I made these emotes for Twitch chat for people to spam in chat, and I feel it like they got one more, more as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah, people I... just hate TL. They want to see them fail so bad. And, you know, and there's so many Copium CLG people right now that they just want to see TL fail. That's, that's the main thing. They want to see Steve cry on his pile of $100 bills or millions of dollars. Well, what's, what's funny is Team Liquid became the most hated team kind of out of nowhere. Huh? I still, by the way, I still think TSM is the most hated team. I just think peop, it's, people don't have anything to, to hate odd at the moment with TSM. So they're just... Well, I think people might not like Reggie or like might not like the fan base or the org, but I don't think anyone has a problem with like the team. Like, I don't think if team like uh, TSM did well, people would be upset. But I feel like usually when people start hating a team, it's like one of two reasons. Like there's a player on it that they particularly don't like, or it's like the fan base gets really obnoxious and it makes other fans turn against them. And I don't really, maybe that has happened with TL and I just don't see it, but it feels more like the entire philosophy behind Team Liquid is why people hate it. All right, there's a poll up in the chat. Which team do you hate the most? Uh, TSM, TLC, 900, TEG. And we'll see how it goes. But why can't I Twitch vote chat. with my bits? Uh, because I felt like you would disqualify it if somebody spammed a bunch of bits on points. But, Mark, over 50% right now are TSM haters. Uh, yeah, I guess TSM is, is, is much more hated than I, I gave credit you, to. You I cannot, if, even if you combine everyone else, 
they still don't match the TSM. <laughs> Dr. Positive in chat. Hey, we suck at everything else. Don't take most hated away from us too now, Sag. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so on the topic of TL, though, uh, so it's very funny because they go one and 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 one, and then they have a two-zero weekend, and all of a sudden they're peaking. But Mark, do you think, from what you saw this weekend, do you think TL has solved their issues? Um. No, I mean, like I, that, I said this a, a fair amount. I don't want to go too hard on this topic. It was more just to get the other side of it from a TL fan, obviously. Um, I, I like I said it before. I need to see it more consistently. Just because you blow one, you know, you have you have your first two a weekend, you blow a top team out of the water, doesn't mean that you fix the things that were holding them back. So, still, still say that. I, I think. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that. Also, their video that they came out, the squad or whatever, gave a lot of context. To their problems in my opinion and like added to my take of like too many cooks in the kitchen because the, there was just you could just tell there was just utter confusion on who should be making calls who should be doing what it, it's almost like it confused them how to play in a sense it's almost like this was my take on what that team was going to be at the end of last year whenever it was being built and then everybody called me an idiot anyway uh i the reason why i discount that Fez is because this team came back from Korean boot camp at the start of summer and they were looking good and they were like, we fixed all of our problems. Everything's good. We figured out what our issues were, et cetera, et cetera. And so anytime a team starts to say that and it's not like sustained, I am normally skeptical um, is I guess the way that I would put it. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think the thing that I'm most interested in is what this team is going to look like in a best of five. I know Mark kind of said it too, but like, that is where I'm more confident in TL um, and their experience winning out. And so I do feel like I would be surprised if they busted out early in playoffs. Let's put it that way. Um, that's kind of how I, how I feel about it. But I don't know, Fez. We'll see if TL can keep peaking. But anything you want to shout out before we go on to a quick break? Uh, I definitely want to shout out the broadcast. They've definitely picked it up during this latter part of the summer, I think. <laughs> Would you say you they've know, started spring... to stop sucking? I had to say what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for the call, Fez. Sure, thank you. I'll catch you next time. Take care. Mark, did you face palm because you knew I was about to make that joke, or did you just see something in chat? Something else. Just try. I don't even know what you said. Wow. Okay. Great timing. Glad you're already <laughs> paying attention. I'm here. I'm, All right. I'm participating. Let's talk about Grubhub. Folks, we have a Grubhub code for you this week. Grubhub codes are back for August. Exclamation mark Grubhub in the chat will get you uh, your link. You can also, or your your promo code, I should say. You can also, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, grab that link out of the description and get the code there as well. Uh, from August 8th to August 14th, so 8th as we're recording this all the way through for the 14th, use code TG, as in Travis Gafford, off. 10 tg off 10 to receive oh there's a typo there i think ten dollars off your order of 25 dollars or more i need to uh i need to adjust that uh but yes that is the code for this week i'm pulling it up just to make sure that there's not uh something funky with that because i just read it for the first time um yes uh okay actually i think it's oh yeah tg five off 
Yeah, TG five off ten to receive five dollars off your order of ten dollars. I'm fixing it. I think that our our mod got kind of strange there. Our uh, our stream elements thing. So I'm fixing it right now. But sorry for the confusion. It is again TG five off ten to get five dollars off your order of ten dollars plus. So thank you to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. That's August eighth to the fourteenth. It is deliveries only. Uh, but I know you guys like to get food delivered anyway. You're gaming. You're not going to go pick that up. So thank you so much to Grubhub for sponsoring the show. We should hopefully have some more info from them soon on um, some maybe some cool stuff we can do in the future uh, that some of you guys have been asking about that I can't talk about yet. Also, please go check out Dinner With, which is the long-form interview series I did with Kobe. The first episode is out now. Uh, it is, as, as I said with Kobe, it's really good. It's one of the first things that we've been able to do in a while at TGI where we can do something really fancy and uh, please, please go check it out because I think you will really like it. Uh, that is, that's our Grubhub moment. Mark, you want to go grab the next caller? Yeah. Did he pull somebody else? I feel like we've got so many people. Uh, okay. Rennie the Croc. Thank you for the prime. Oh my God. Joseph Joestar. Thank you for the 16 months and Nolan 510. Nolan 510, who are you? Because just as I was saying that, Nolan 510 showed up and gifted 50 subs in the chat. And unfortunately, the fifth one you gifted went to Raz, which is very disappointing. But Nolan hasn't been here since October of 2020. And then all of a sudden, they show up and drop 50 in the chat. That's Hello. insane. So thank you. Hi, Mark. Hi. I'm sorry, Mark. Are you... Did you need something? Yeah, we have a guy here. Okay, thank you for letting me know. Uh, Kmart is here. Kmart, I'm sorry to hear about the bankruptcy, but where are you calling from? Um, I am calling from Arizona. Arizona. What do you want to talk about? Oh, is that Texas? What do you want to talk uh, about? No, no, no. <laughs> um, so my take was that D9 has shot themselves in the foot this year. And in doing so, as a longtime C9 fan, I'm, this is like the first time I'm not really cheering for them. Oh. Since I started watching League, um, this year has been, in my opinion, a complete disaster. For so, uh, yeah, I think the whole going with LS at the beginning of the year—that, like, you know, that's some hype right there. I think. Yeah, was I was going to ask. Like, good ideas. How many hours and of then, LS do you consume on? Not average? too much, actually. No, I, I used to watch him a little bit more, but I, I don't actually watch him too much anymore. But um, I thought that, you know you build a team around this guy, right? I don't, it doesn't matter if you like him or not, right? I think they built their team around him and then fired him in week four, right? That's and then blow up the team for summer, right? And now you've got a basically new team with not as much experience as like all the rest. They've made the most changes in summer. And I think it's just with perks, with LS, with all that, it's just kind of made me, I don't know, not have confidence in their systems kind of thing so yeah uh, the good old systems um mm. okay so you you are you you're just not rooting for them because you're frustrated with the changes they've made pretty much yeah i've been more just watching the league for as fun as i like watching the league and yeah i've been cheering for eg a bit clg a bit would you root would you root for C9 if they go to Worlds? And would you feel better about yeah, them? Yeah, I mean, I, I, still, I still support them, but it's not like, it's like, this is like the first time where I'm not like, you know, really closely following the team, trying to make, watch every single one of their games and stuff like that. I'm just kind of, 
It's like so, I don't care too much for them. No. My my question is about like, so some of the, the org decisions you didn't like, but what about the players? Were you just never too big of a fan of Blabber or Zven or Fudge who? have now been here for a couple of years, each of them, even if Jensen came back. I don't know if you were there for the Jensen years. I, I was uh, there. I've been there since the OGC9 with like high, media sneaky. So um, I've been through iterations of the team. I like Blabber. I think he's fine. But Jensen, it's not exa- he doesn't exactly inspire confidence. It feels like going back to what we what they were doing. And, you know, it's like kind of too late, it feels like to me. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Fudge. He's good, but he's been role-swapping from top to mid. Uh, Zven I like, but he's also role-swapping to support. Berserker's good. I mean, I, 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 the team, I, I don't mind the team. I like the players, but I just don't have confidence in them, I guess, as a fan. Hmm. Interesting. It's always interesting to me to get inside the mind of a fan and what, what pushes you away towards a team. or Because I think Travis and I are always like, oh, it's it's the players that people are going to connect with. But you were a C9 fan driven away by systems. Yeah, it, it's like, it just feels like they try and choose a direction and then don't stick with it. And I, it feels like it's just, it doesn't go anywhere to me. It's like you keep starting over. It's like stick mm. with something kind of thing. I mean, I, I mean, don't. Do, do you not feel that, like though. that is the ma- the vast majority of the LCS teams historically? It is. Uh, I I think it is, and I think before these past like I don't know two or three years, C nine was the exception to that, and that's kind of what I liked about them. They were pretty good about keeping kind of core players together. You know, you had Sneaky for a long time, then it's been Blabber and stuff. It's like they've been good about that, but then they swung for the fences with Perks. That didn't work out. Then they did it. They swung for the fences again with LS. That didn't work out. It just it feels like they got away from what was working at least domestically. I mean, they're our best team at worlds kind of thing. For you know what? I like I like this take, Kmart. I like your take because I I think at some point in time, C9 and Jack got caught up in the rat race of like, oh, we have to have these really big signings, right? Like Steve started yeah, this yeah. stuff. A while ago and then i feel like tsm and c9 both kind of got into it and historically tsm or c9 was really good at two things they were really good at bringing up like native talent like blabber and then they were really good at taking and rehabilitating tsm's talent um uh (laughs) after you know tsm suppression machine or whatever you want to call it but and and that was how they were making their rosters and they were always kind of able to build something out of that um, and then I think they, the last two years have not been doing that. And I can understand, I can understand actually why that would be disappointing to you because they did sort of start to become like one of the many top teams that were just sort of following that same game plan rather than like trying to build this like scrappy team where, you know, suddenly Zazel's on the team right before worlds and they're going and they're up, you know, popping off at in 20 yeah like, stuff like, like that. What, yeah. what really made me a big c9 fan was the initial like miracle run to worlds with uh i think high playing jungle and yeah fuck that I, I don't remember that year oh yeah sorry i, I know <laughs> but yeah that, that was a, I mean, a really hype series i mean it was like oh my god this team like you know i, I had been following them it's like oh this team is not doing well that they had this big run kind of thing and that that was that felt really good you know as a fan and that really made me support them and then it's like they've gotten a lot away from that it feels like and it doesn't 
Travis, you might be able to help me with this. What was the last big signing that they did before Summit? Perks? Uh, Perks, probably. Oh, sorry, I'm before Perks. Because the last two years, it was Perks and then Summit. I mean, Vulcan, uh, like depends a, on how you define Vulcan. They paid a ton of money for Vulcan, right? Um, from Clutch yeah, Slash Dig. But he wasn't like a na a brand name at that point. Like, yeah. you know, he, he was, uh, I think... Someone I don't think everyone... anyone really like some people in chat are saying Niski. Some people are saying Sven. They bought. Those aren't but to, really big names. I don't but think. To, but was... to your point, they were like free in the ecosystem, and they signed them. It wasn't like they like brought in this this huge name. Like Sven, like you said, left TSM. Uh, mm, Niski, yeah. he wasn't a big name at all when he left. Uh, fucking. Yeah. Uh, Vulcan in, in chat says seventeen times his salary. Yeah, Vulcan in chat says yeah they paid approximately seventeen yeah. times my salary. And then, and then they let him go, and it's like, what the hell? Like, come <laughs> on, like I, you're telling me that a berserker Vulcan bot lane wouldn't be smashing the league? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say how much of that was. Uh, you know, I guess some some people could say, well, maybe Vulcan wanted to leave or whatever. There were certain. There was definitely some scuttlebutt. I feel like that people that Vulcan and Sven didn't want to keep playing together and. Vulcan will mysteriously sure. get quiet in the chat right now, but um, I <laughs> I do think that uh, I think it is a really good point that before perks they had never really done one of these crazy signings, and they had done a lot of like like Niski was a big name kind of, but not really when they signed him. The, there were a lot him. of people that were like respected players yes. that they would bring in and seem to get more out of than other teams. Yeah, Sven's. Yeah. Um, you know, even the, even some of these players had high high peaks, but like hadn't had yeah. them recently. Svenskeren, example, like he like Licorice looked amazing games. on them. Licorice like, was brought up though. Same with Blabber. Yeah, same yeah. with Zazel. There were a lot of players that they also just brought up themselves. Yeah, it was the combination of like rehabilitating older players and bringing up good NA talent kind of thing, and that's what felt. Yeah, like good Im to Im me. Impact was good, but he was playing on like tip and shit. You know, like yeah, he, yeah. they didn't they didn't bring him over immediately like, after a world championship. It was in North America. Team, it felt like. Yeah, so I think I think I would recontextualize your take as being like you are set. Like it it's tough to be a C nine fan because you feel like they lost their playbook for like roster building. Yeah, and they yeah. they and they had kind of they did because I remember we, we used to praise them on Hotline League. For being the team that like found NA talent and brought it up. And oh did all these my things. god! Sorry, I just have to pop off a Twitch chat. Yes, they signed people who exist in the ecosystem. We're not saying like fucking they didn't like they just invented players out of nowhere. We're saying they didn't bring that many like huge names over. Rush was already in North America. Ray was already in North America. They did not go out and like scout these players and throw their wallet at them to get them over from this whatever the league they were domestically in. That this, is the point that we're saying. This is how it goes, Mark. If you say well, they didn't do this. People will reach into the farthest distances far away to try to be like, well, what about this? Uh, it's the classic. Anyway. Jensen was banned. He wasn't even playing. <laughs> no. They're just trolling you right now. They're just trolling you right now. Optic. Optic was their... Or no, it wasn't Optic. What was the what was the team that they bought uh, that High had built with Livid? It was Cloud9. No, no, no. it was it, like, it was called something Didn't else they make before. Flight it was the original Flequest. Weren't they, weren't they oh. called Azure Cats and they lost? No, their, that's their a GG thing. No, that's no, a okay, GG maybe. thing. They were yeah, they, they had, were called, they had another. It began with an O. It wasn't Optic, but it sounded like it. So, well, yeah, yeah, Twi yeah. Twitch chat also doesn't know, so I'm feeling fine. Quantic. It was Quantic. Was it Quantic? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was it Quantic. Was. 
Orbit. Orbit. It was Orbit. Thank you, was Maestro Orbit? Chief. Were yes, they it was also Orbit. Quantic? Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Um, LCS 10, by the way. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I no, I think I think this is a good take, and I think it is a fair one. And like they don't, yeah, like they lost their way. I think a little bit with the perk signing, and I hope that they can make it back. And I and I actually do think that that will probably end up happening at some point in time. So uh, we'll we'll see. I I am hopeful that if things don't go well this split, that they're going to go back to sort of the way yeah. And and I think that, uh, to add on, I think this summer split was better. Um, that they started going back to that, but I, I would have liked to see like if you're gonna kind of rebuild your roster, bring up someone like Copy who's killing it in Academy for the most part in mid lane instead of like a Jensen. I know you guys want to try and make worlds, but it's like if you're rebuilding the roster, go with someone younger. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you so much, Kmart, for the call. Anything that you want to shout out before we uh, go on yeah. to the next I'll, I like your uh, your guys's Genshin streams. I'm, I like playing Genshin. Uh, been playing that since almost launch. Um, I shout out the show players. That was really good. I I did not think I'd enjoy it as much as I did. So uh, yeah, great cool. taste. Yeah, thanks so yep. much. Catch you next Thank time. Thank you guys. Man just needs to read Brandon Sanderson now. Okay, off Mark goes. Thank you to Nake, Naked Homeless Man for the fifty-four months. It's actually insane. It's so insane. Sometimes I think about how much you guys have. How many of you guys have subbed for so long? And it's like, it's wild. Okay. Uh, anyway, thank you again to Nolan for the 50 community subs. Pugsley is here. Pugsley, where are you calling from? Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. What do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, my take is that EG's biggest weakness was exposed yesterday. EG's biggest weakness was exposed yesterday. Playing Say his home? name. Yeah. Oh. So, so I... Uh, the best way to put this is that they are so reliant on Impact playing weak side that when the other team actually executes and has good dives um, and can uh, manipulate, like, he can't play from so far behind, right? And he was almost playing yesterday as if, like, no matter what his deficit was, he was going to fight. And uh, it's almost like a Summit-type weakness and that it's so reliant on one play style he's their stability and they play around him essentially no matter what he plays really three champs uh Gwyn, gangplank and nar and he's really good it's not easy as easy to expose his weakness as someone like summit because his whole role and the purpose of him is to be stability so he's going to make it difficult for you to execute on dives but if you actually get the counter pick and put resources and effectively have roams uh you know tl's a team that can't execute they have a high ceiling so they played really well yesterday but eg it was like they just imploded uh someone needed to make the call and be like this is the game state Let, we're gonna play a long game and they just kept dying and dying and um uh, I, I, they're still great in the lcs it's just like this is a formula to beat them if you put impact so far behind they don't know how to respond to that um and that's how i feel <laughs> Is impact their weakness, Mark? Why do we have to limit it to just one weakness? This whole team is fraudulent. Oh boy. Okay. Fair. This man's really trying to get the hundred T fans tonight. That's what I realized. I just see there's a lot of EG people in chat and I can't <laughs> not do it. <laughs> um I don't agree at all with this take. Um 
Impact, like you said, he is kind of weak side in champion pool, but he's actually second highest in the league in top jungle proximity. Um, he does actually play around with uh, Inspired more than you might think uh, just by his champion pool. I mean, some of it is covering dives and stuff like that's technically top jungle proximity. <laughs> you know, there's probably really high top jungle proximity from that game. It was just them fucking getting double killed over and over again or whatever. Um, but I, I don't think um, he is a liability at all. I think there's been a lot of games where teams have focused him as well, and he's come back. There was a game where he was like, I think it was EG last year. He was like 0-6 and just got put in the dumpster. And then EG won that game, and he was actually still finding like big team fights on NAR. I think um, I'm not at all concerned about impact. I think he can get exploded in lane. Um, he's actually relatively aggressive as a player, even when he's playing weak side. He's not like usually not hugging his turret or anything like that. So um, he he can get exploited, but I think he, especially in playoffs and stuff like that, does a much better job of recovering. He is a player who historically has a bit of a reputation for slumping regular seasons and doing very well in postseason. I don't even think this is one of the splits he's slumping in the regular season, um, but I would not look at like They've lost three games all year, and this is I, maybe I'm mistaken. I'd have to look at the other two losses, but or not all year, excuse me, all split. Of the three losses, is there another one where Impact got like boomed, and that's how they lost? Is there even a trend here to say this? No, uh, I have. I actually agree with everything you're saying. Um, uh, but it, it, basically, what I would say is that there's a threshold at which if he gets behind too early, because that's exactly right. That's his role is to play from behind. But when there's a level of uh, such early game execution and dominance in executing those 2v2 kills. You're right, there's been times where he has been, um, and I love Impact. He's wonderful, he's great, but if you're going to focus on a formula to beat this team, especially in a best of five, I really think uh, executing and, like, they're the best, I mean, up until yesterday, now they're tied. They're the best team coming off an MSI semifinal, and I think that just speaks to their dominance and his strength. But there is a formula to beat them, and in an A, and it just comes down to executing, putting him so far behind. Like, to the point where he can't do what he's asked to do, which is play from behind and have those good team fights. Um, there's a point at which it's, and you can say this about any player when they're put so far behind, the game's lost, right? Like, if you dive anybody, but when he can't do his fundamental role, uh, they, they, it, it, you could have replaced the nameplates and uh, teams, and I would have thought they were playing Dignitas, to, if I was honest. They imploded. They had no idea do what we, to do. Do we know who had COVID on EG? I think Inspired. He was in a different room. Okay. I think it was. I, I mean, I I don't really, <laughs> I, I definitely don't think I agree with this. Like, to put someone down that far is not like necessarily a repeatable thing. Because even if you get counterpick, you're not necessarily going to fucking get like four kills, turn 2v1 ganks. You know, like if your game plan for beating yep. EG is like your top laner lead, literally needs to 1v9 the game, then like that's still pretty hard win con to the point that i don't know if you call it getting exposed uh it's it's really hard to do that i think a better win con is to like fuck up inspired's time um because not only was impact getting shit on but inspire kept going top to try and cover that lane or or recover it and it just kept getting turned on him and he got i wouldn't say he got shit on but like 
every play he went for didn't work. And he's kind of the, the I think a lot of people's MVP. He's, I think, the engine for a lot of uh, EG. And like basically top lane turned to a black hole. He got sucked into it and couldn't do anything else. So if I was going to say like, which of the game plan mattered more? Impact getting shut out or Inspire getting shut out? I think Inspire getting shut out is actually more of a, of a problem. Uh, for, for the team when Inspire can get shut down. But again, it's it's not like it's a blueprint. Like, oh, just get a counter pick, um, get a dive in the top lane 2v1, then 1v2 a gank. And like, you know, like I just don't think it's, um, I don't think it's necessarily repeatable, I guess is what I say, which doesn't really make it a blueprint to me. Yeah, I uh, would say that um, I think Inspired play, uh, played a lot of that way, as what I was saying is they didn't know what to do as a team. Like, recognize the game state, recognize, especially, uh, honestly, after that first dive where they two died and just played extraordinarily safe um, from there and they didn't recognize what to do because he got behind so early. But I disagree. Well, I agree. so the other thing is you're getting outscaled. Your Sivir Azir that you fucking got slapped in, your Zyra Khan Silas, Wukong, Gwen, like you're very short range into this enemy team that has pretty crazy late game DPS. So I think that they just kept inting into TL because they knew that they would get outscaled as well. They can't sit back and do nothing. Uh, so I think that they just kind of ran it. I think EG was in a regular season game where their top lane got fucking destroyed, their jungler was destroyed, and they're like, let's go next fast. Just kept going for plays and, and they hoped that they could win one of these fights. Pugsley, we will see over the next couple of weeks if more people. Uh, agree with you and figure out how to just uh, destroy impact and then win the game. But I appreciate the, the call. Anything that you want to say before we go on to our next caller? Yeah, no, I just want to shout out the whole league community. I really love this game. I'm really uh, passionate and enthusiastic about it. So I love all you guys. And uh, shout out to Better Call Saul. I recommend to watch it, the penultimate episodes tonight. So check it out. Thank you so much for the call. And we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks. Bye. All right. Mark Do you have a read? Are we good? Do what, what read would we have, Mark? Oh, we already did Grubhub, didn't we, huh? Are you are you here tonight? <laughs> okay, shout out to Big Angry Hobo for 50 months, 5-0. Thank you. Uh, that is crazy. It's so cool whenever people hit that number. It's, it's really, I'm honored. Uh, Numi Goes Raw has also gifted a sub. Thank you, Numi, uh, for hanging out. Thanks for being such a, a good mod. Seth is here. Seth, where are you calling from? I'm calling from suburban Chicago, Illinois. From Chicago, I... Illinois. You're a little quiet. Uh, and I think you were last time, too, because I already had you at 200%. So if you can get a little closer to your microphone. Um, uh, can you hear me now? Yes, yes. I think you told me that you were going to go to finals when you called in before. Uh, I did not say that because uh, finals were not announced. But wow. No, I was going to Worlds. No, oh, okay. Uh, finals. Okay. Finals, I'm gonna definitely at least try because you know it's it's 40 minutes away from my, where I live. So yeah, well, tickets are are good ones, so make sure you grab one if you're gonna go. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, my take is the fact that Immortals are the only org in the bottom four that is not rebuilding and trying for next year on some level is kind of troll. And uh, to elaborate on this, if I can, uh, I just wanted to like TSM, despite the fact they haven't public announced it too much. I feel like even if the team itself is doing it, the org is more or less in a mindset of rebuilding. Dignitas, of course, are rebuilding. I believe I read somewhere that Golden Guardians is rebuilding. That's why they got uh, River a little bit. 
and Immortal seems like the only one that goes, yo, you know what, screw it. We're still going to go try for Worlds. We're going to try for playoffs. We're going to keep We're going to keep doing because we have it. And I know a lot of analysts say they have improved drastically to some extent. I, I just I feel like they should still – the fact they haven't at least uh, put uh, – couple players in from Academy it just seems a little troll to me. Like that one uh, Immortals fan from uh, four weeks ago, the same one who was uh, right before I was on the call. I feel like, but yeah, yeah, I think that Immortals should rebuild on some level and get ready for next split. So, I, I don't know what you guys think about that. Is Dig, is Dig rebuilding? I don't think so. I mean, they... Well, I guess Dig is technically rebuilding. I well, guess hunt, hunting rookies. your season and putting in rookies is... It's not a rebuild, but it is obviously a little bit more looking towards the future. Well, I guess yeah. what you consider as a rebuild, I I kind of do. But, you know, that's just me. I I mean, I would I would argue that the Kenvy stuff was as much of a looking towards the future as uh as Diggs was. So I don't know if I agree that like they're punting it. There's a decent. They're probably going to go to playoffs right no i mean it kind of depends the the bottom four teams are all kind of up in the air dignitas is the least likely uh because they're a game back yeah. tsm's most likely because they're a game ahead and then golden guardians and immortals are tied um and immortals has a pretty tough strength of schedule so i don't know Do i would know? like to see dig in playoffs just because they have three rookies on on their team and i wanted to see them get more playoff experience but that's just me I mean, Golden I mean, Guardians plays EG and TL this coming week. So, yeah, they play Dig, C9, yeah, and Dig. Uh, Morals plays C9, FlyQuest, and CLG. CLG. So, the, well, I would, I would give it to Morals in that scenario. I mean, the other thing too is I don't, I don't think Golden Guardians is rebuilding for the future. They very much said that the River Purchase was a playoff push, like. They, yeah, but they also said he was going to be signed for a very long time. And, like, that was part I of the mean, reason they wanted to do it. Yeah, but, I mean, it it does feel like Golden Guardians did this to, to immediately get better. And they're on, like, a six-game losing streak. And then immediately afterwards, they swapped in Prismal. But they just sold Chime. Like, oh, yeah, no, I thing, agree. They're crazy oh, right now. But the whole thing seems really troll to me with what's going on with Golden Guardians. So, like... Immortals is largely just sticking with the pieces that they invest in at the start of the split. Um, and to your point, Travis, like Kenby's young, Revenge is not like super young anymore, but like still obviously in the earlier part of his career. Um, and it's it's like hard to make moves, you know, like it's it's not always that easy. So I, I don't know, does slapping in your academy roster necessarily help? I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I, I guess what I'm saying is. Compared to the moves that the other teams in the bottom of the standings have made, I don't feel like Immortals just kind of keeping a steady ship is one that I dislike when everyone else has just been, like, throwing shit at the wall. Even TSM to that point, you know, has, like, made so many swaps. Yeah. I actually don't hate what you're saying either because, like, that when I was made that take, I was thinking Immortals in the back of my head staying a steady ship actually is not a terrible uh, route either because that's why I said kind of trolled. Because I feel like, you know, there's a somewhat of an argument that, like, you know, by staying steady and just rebuilding at the start of the next split and having rookies at the next split gives them a, you know, a fresher opportunity than a doomed opportunity because, you know, they're not, you know, starting out the Titanic or anything like they are in Dig. So 
I feel like that is a somewhat argument, but I still ultimately think that you should at least try something. And by staying a safe ship when you're, you know, likely not going to make a, you, you're likely not going to win more than one playoff series, if that. I just feel like you should at least try something, in my opinion. You know, here's here's a thought. Not to send us too much of a, a tie, like a on a tangent, but like, what should Immortals be trying to do? Do we think that like they can rebuild? for next year and be super competitive like they don't ever want to spend the money that the top teams want to spend on importing and they also don't want to build out the development program that the other top teams that don't spend the money have done and so i, I what mark i was gonna say i feel like to answer the question that they should be trying like all the, the the top five money spenders are doing their thing and we know how they operate the bottom five should all be trying to kind of clg it a little bit um or FlyQuest. if did the same thing uh they, they more or less uh rebuild last year and, and kept that ship steady and continued with the rebuild uh this year which is why i really like what FlyQuest did despite the fact that everyone was uh shitting on them a little bit at the start of this year what do you think yeah. CLG did, Mark? Do you think that they got they just go played like the slots essentially to get it to get that lineup? I mean, that's kind of what it feels like, right? Because they didn't do anything <laughs> too revolutionary. Like they did what a lot of these other teams that don't want to spend a lot of money have done. They okay. they are like hodgepodge of stuff. So on a roster acquisition level, I see what you're saying. I think there is some truth to like, sometimes you just get lucky. Like you sign a bunch of like younger North American players who have been on mostly bottom teams or academy teams recently, and they seem to click. But that did not happen instantly. They were a ninth place team in spring. Right. And they were running it down during portions of it. Contracts is a totally different player. He, he literally was at 50 deaths through the first half of spring, and he was at 25 in summer. He cut his deaths in half, and he's like borderline all pro jungler right now i mean it's a tough race with junglers but like you know what they did was they invested a lot into coaching staff they have a lot of positional coaches you heard palafox talking about like um demonte and stuff they have yeah. a, a people that they invested in like these players were not just brought on and kicked to the curb when they got ninth which is something that a lot of teams do when they start struggling is they panic and start removing things you know they made the one change they thought they needed which was bringing in dokla for jenkins and that worked out um and so to your point about MVP, by the way mvp discussion sure why not <laughs> I'm, I'm half joking i'm half joking someone in, in chat said it they can, who knows maybe maybe if they go 3-0 and they fucking rip through the top at the end who knows anything's possible but but whenever they point, destroy Travis, like, what, impact what should... <laughs> <laughs> it's just destroy i feel like uh to that point like you do need to invest in coaching staff and like the players and when we say invest in the players it means like actually give them opportunities to improve um and i don't know how they kept their spirits high while ninth because they apparently did that in spring but like whatever behind the scenes team building they were doing worked um so i think so, that's what the, the team should be working on a little bit so then i i, I feel the like they were able to uh, go ahead travis sorry i was just gonna say wait which pro player did we have on recently that was flaming like infrastructure or or development is like a term was it vulcan i suddenly somebody flamed it i don't remember uh oh soul Dokla. okay everybody's saying different things anyway um <laughs> i so you don't mean solo i like at the risk of, of memeing it like that kind of does go back to my point about immortals like it doesn't feel like immortals has like what sounds like the answer that clg had was that they 
they then built out the infrastructure, even if it wasn't a pipeline, like a talent pipeline, they built out like the coaching infrastructure and like everything they needed, which arguably is very similar to the success that EG has had because perhaps Greg Kim bringing the playbook over, but Immortals is not doing that, right? And so getting back to all the of this, which is, do you rebuild? And is Immortal, should Immortals rebuild? Have they Are they building for the future? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like if they're not going to invest in sort of the creating this like really smart lineup of what back office is that what people say um then they probably should just be looking to flip talent to the people at the top and probably flip their organization to another (laughs) i don't know but (laughs) i just like it i think that's the challenge is like what do you even do if you're immortals um it is tough we don't know their budgets yeah all right, Seth, thank you for the call. Uh, no problem. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our last caller? Uh, two shout outs. I uh, want to shout out my uh, 2009 Alienware computer from somehow you know barely surviving. Uh, so shout out to Alienware. You know, if you'd like to get a new one, Alienware.com slash Travis will hook you up. I just graduated college. I have no money. Okay. Well, you'll get there. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Go into um, debt for it. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> what do you, no, no, what no. Do you they have great. Yeah, they have great financing plans. Okay. Oh, uh, what, what do you want? Second shout out to myself for like a month ago for saying that TSM should maybe uh, hit a soft rebuild. And uh, both Mark and Jet saying, eh. And then TSM, I would like to believe they will Wait, you didn't, say, you didn't say soft rebuild. You said emergency button. I said maybe button. hit. I said maybe they should hit it, or at least they hit it softly. And TSM, I like to believe they listened to me. They probably didn't, of course, but they seem to have agreed on some level. So shout out to myself for being half right at the very least. That half joking. Good. So, good on. Also shout out to you guys for being such great content creators, especially uh, you, Traps, for doing this all the time. Thank you. And yes, I'm a CLG fan. And I can confirm I also hate you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I do it all the time, unlike Mark. So I appreciate the especially. Thank you, Seth. All right. Thank you. Catch you next time. All right. Mark is off to get the last caller. He's fading. You can tell. Moonshadow, thank you for the prime. There's a really great restaurant called Moonshadows that is uh, in Malibu. I've gone there a couple times. Great date, date place. A little pricey, but it's on the water. Highly recommend. All right. Laxo is here. Laxo, where are you calling from? Hey. Um, I go by Max. I'm in Albany, New York. Max, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Yeah, so my take is just uh, LCS casters um, and their narrative slash the viewer cam can affect player perception and ultimately impact their careers potentially greater greater than their performance. Um, the LCS focuses too much on historic performance and predetermined narratives instead of what's actually happening in the short streaks game to game. So um, you say player cams? Yeah, not player cams, but the I viewer think cams. Means, yeah, like the observers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, I mean, that that's kind of an old take, but I, there was just a time that stuck out, and there have been multiple times back when the observers were kind of bad, where, say, Jensen solo killed perks, I remember in a TLV versus Cloud9 game, and they didn't even show it, where I think if it had been switched and Perks killed Jensen back when Perks was being hyped as, like, the biggest NA acquisition of all time, uh, they would have oh, shown it. Oh, okay. That's, that's, 
That's I can old. No, no, no. I have much newer takes than that. That was just no, no, no. That's my my point is that that is a straight tinfoil hat take right there. So Sorry, I hope that I, the I more recent better. ones are sure. the observers are not like, ooh, we're hyping no. this guy. Let's not show him <laughs> down far. Sure. So, so I'll, I mean, I'll go. I'll go with the simple ones. The fact that you know, Core JJ is still being called the best support uh, in NA. Um, you know, Vulcan rarely gets. He's Vulcan's considered good, but when Core JJ lands a Leona ult, half the time some of the casters will say, "Well, that's why he's the best support in NA." Where I, Vulcan flashes over a skill shot, does comparable things or better, and he doesn't get the same credit. I guess. I guess that's really. It's just the the narratives that get repeated over and over can often affect the perception. Um, so sorry, is this, always... is this about the casters and the desk or is it about the observers? No, not about the observers. It's, okay. it's more the casters and the desk, okay. just the okay. overall narratives. I mean, you I'm know, like... down for any take that is about how the analyst desk sucks. I, and I can't agree. <laughs> I mean, this year, I, I, especially I... the casting has gotten worse. I don't know what additions they've made to the casting lineup, but I agree. <laughs> I... I, I do think it's getting better. I mean, I guess I'll give one more recent example was for a couple weeks, they were saying Abadaga or Abadaga was bad in lane, despite his laning stats being great. He just wasn't getting a lot of solo kills. And it wasn't until Jojo says, no, I think Abadaga's laning is, is good. And then Abadaga had a, oh, Mark looks really upset. Am I wrong? Is You're horribly wrong. Yeah, that's why we said that, dude. Because <laughs> he, he wasn't literally... getting solo no, because he was literally bottom of the barrel in every fucking stat you could look up through the first Is three Is that true weeks. for summer 2022? Yeah, yeah he but... was negative 8.4 CSD, second worst in the league, second worst goal difference at 15. Mark, it's so like, disgusting when he you... He died second most amount of times in lane during the first 15 <laughs> minutes of the game. He was playing bad, and then he played good afterwards. You want to know his stats now? He's fucking killing it, second in CSD at 15 through the last three weeks. Second in goal difference. Like, he's he's popping off. Do you want to know why we said that? It's because it's what was fucking happening. <laughs> Mark, I just think it's disgusting how you rely on these old narratives. So, the thing is, too, the the, the Vulcan versus Core JJ one, I think I was, like, the first person to start saying that Core JJ might get overrated. He's only won two championships. <laughs> Like, I, I don't want to say that this doesn't happen. So the the broader point, to step back from the specific examples, sure. there is weight to history, especially in best of ones, because people, as we've just talked about with Team Liquid finding this win, um, you, you are balancing on a point. If you immediately react to everything that happens that week, you are results-based analysis. You are just following exactly what happened in the game. You have no thoughts on your own. If you stick with history too much, it's narrative. It's, you know, not paying attention to what's happening on the rift. And so if someone has a good game or like, let's say a team has a 2-0 week, but they've been his, like so far with the split, not looking so good. Next week, what do you talk about? Do you do you hop right on the bandwagon? Do you not? You know, like this is a, a constant back and forth that you're balancing uh, when you're making content around this kind of stuff. There are some narratives that absolutely take a little bit longer to get overlooked. Like one right now is Palafox actually been giga smurfing the last two weeks. Um, Borderline, you could argue one of the better mids, top three mids so far the past two or three weeks. Is it getting the attention it deserves? Maybe not. He missed his two cues pretty publicly. <laughs> he missed a couple third cues, but like Bjerg was whiffing a zero alt, Jensen's whiffing a zero alt. Abba's obviously the best one in the league right now. 
but I think Palafox, you, you can make the case is actually um, second best, maybe third best. Um, is that getting talked about right now? No, but he also didn't have a great start to the split. He was fine, not bad, I mean, but like, you know, I think there's always this balancing act of you also only have a set amount of time. Um, well, I it's tough it was- too, because I assume you guys don't want to like overhype a player for two weeks and then it's like, oh yeah, they just had like two weeks, two good weeks, and then they go back to kind of where they were before and then suddenly it feels... Oddly well, wasted, like, right? you're, you're referencing soul, I assume. <laughs> oh, I don't just mean soul, but I just mean like across across the board. There's a lot of situations where where you you know you can get really excited about a player, and then like like JoJo, I feel like had this like weird amount of like EG overhyped him, and then in spring he didn't really live up to expectations, and then there was a bunch of backlash, and then he didn't really pop off again until like late in the in spring or playoffs, right? So. I think it can be kind of tough sometimes if you really want to start. Like if you guys had gone super hard on the Palafox stuff and then he just sucks this weekend, then all the criticism becomes like, oh yeah, these guys hyping Palafox up after just a couple of good games as if he's like the best player in the league, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there's a, there's a point there too about doing more harm than good by knee-jerking to like something. Um, and the first week that Abadaga switched from being not very good to being very good. If you immediately say he's playing better, you risk, again, to your points, overhyping or people will say that you're misrepresenting because it's only been one week or whatever. So um, that's not to say that this stuff doesn't happen, but it is, it's not like, I think the way the community perceives when broadcast makes mistakes as some sort of like nefarious plan to like, you know, Oh, we have to hype up core JJ for some reason. And it's like, eh, it's usually I like, usually you know, that's saying don't attribute to malice, which you can attribute to stupidity. Like it's probably just ignorance on our part about something that we have overlooked that's what or I'm we didn't saying. get a chance to say it. Yeah. I just think that it's a situation where you guys haven't stopped sucking yet. Like that's why I what oh I God. usually attribute it Shut to. The fuck up, Travis. <laughs> so, so I wasn't necess- I wasn't trying to attribute it to malice at all. I was just more hyping um, you know, how easy it is to fall into narratives. And I think the last not trying to drag it out, but the the last example I might highlight is how Labber often still gets referenced as the best jungler in the league. And while Inspired's getting more and more credit, I don't think Santorin's ever got full credit. I don't think either Santorin or or Inspired, no matter what they do over the next two or three splits, would ever get put in the same category as Blabber, despite... You you do know that he was the leading MVP candidate heading into this weekend that everyone was talking about, right? You're saying Inspired? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but as far as the greatest jungler, like, I still hear Blabber's the greatest jungler, regardless of the MVP. That was a historical list, dude. Are you talking about the the top five of LCS histories where he got second place? No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just talking about the general narrative of about how much Blabber's praised, and it, it's not necessarily warranted by his his performance. Oh, I feel like he's been getting a ton of criticism. I, 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 I'm I'm a little confused how you can say that the the conversation is inspired as MVP candidate, but also we're saying contracts or that um, Blabber's the best jungler in the league when we're actively saying someone else is going to get MVP over him. I just don't see how those two narratives could possibly coexist. They're mutually exclusive narratives. Mark, Mark, did you see what Papa Smithy said in the chat to you? you want to no, what did he say? Uh, 
Leader plays LCS this week. Could the people on Justcast watch his last five academy games? Can you deep impression on what he's showing versus Abo? Well, Blaze Olive. Oh, oh, Blaze Olive. I mean, they did do that a little bit when we had the time to do it. I don't know if you saw the thing where we talked about his champ pool differences as well as, I think there was a highlight package that we went into. I don't know if you watched the segment or not, but I think there was at least an attempt by by the analyst test to cover some of the differences and what he's going to bring to the to the lineup. Yeah, Emily touched on it. Do it again, Mark. All right. Okay. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't know. Did you did you not see it or did you think it was done poorly? Because that's those are also two different conversations as well. Yeah. I also well, didn't want to talk too much about leader because he fucking ran it <laughs> in a lot of situations. <laughs> I just. Like, you don't want to put a guy down a little bit that Bambi quote, you know, like, I don't have that much good to say right now. I mean, I, I also <laughs> feel like top lane dive, like, oh my God. I mean, I also assume that like you, you guys probably want towards, you know, when we're in week seven out of eight, I'm guessing you guys want to start coalescing your conversation around the teams that you think will be most relevant in playoffs and we don't know if Golden Guardians is going to make it there. So, so here, here's a conversation for you. If a player gets randomly yeeted into a team in week seven and you're not sure they're going to make playoffs, what, what do you, how, much, how much broadcast time should, should you devote to that versus building up things that are going to be happening you know for sure in the future? Like it, it is a zero. Like You do have a set amount of time. We're supposed to have 17 minutes between games. And a portion of that goes to post-game interviews. There's a five-minute break or whatever it is. And then you have sots and features and ads and whatnot. And you get your time to talk about it. Like, what are you going to talk about? Um, and you do have to have to weigh that. Yeah. All right. Anyway, thank you so much, Alaxo, for the call. Is there anything that you want to shout out? Uh, yeah, I'll shout out to you, Travis. Um, I saw you in spring 2016, but was too starstruck to say hello. Um, I'll shout out to my girlfriend Katie, and I'll shout out to Grubhub Alienware and Mark. You're cool too. Are you gonna Thank try? To... I appreciate the hot take. I had fun at the end. Are, <laughs> are you gonna? Um, are you gonna try to go to Worlds this year? Yeah, also? yeah, in yeah. I'm definitely gonna go to semifinals and possibly groups too. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, maybe we'll see you there. Don't be starstruck. I am uh, really pretty average and mediocre. Anyway, thanks so much for the call. And we'll <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Uh, that is the show. Mark Zimmerman, anything you want to shout out here at the end? Uh, shout out to Sandman. Check that out. Uh, Resin Refresh tomorrow. We're supposed to finish Mona's thing, right? Yes. yes. Feeling good about that? We were that? supposed to have a guest, but I have not heard back from him after my multiple emails. So, um, Watch the I... Blame Game. The Blame Game editor just shouted out, watch the Blame Game. Absolutely should do that. Is he in the chat? Yeah. Oh, he's here because I'm about to. I'm about to on air tease the uh, the next episode of Surprise Test um, because I haven't watched it yet. But he sent me like a oh. a rough cut of it, so I figured I'd just air the rough cut and people can provide feedback. Uh, I'm downloading it right now, so we'll do that. Nobody leave if you guys want to watch the next episode of Surprise Test. Um, I don't. I don't know if it's as good as Geography, but we'll see. Um, I have been trying to make good content to save the LCS lately. I decided after years of making mediocre content to start making After years of showing content. up and doing the bare minimum, yeah. sticking a microphone in front of a For a while, face. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do, I'm gonna, if the broadcast is phoning it in, that's where I'll be. 
Um, but, but, but as the broadcast has started to rally, you know what? I'm alongside with them. So, uh, please go check out dinner with a very cool, fancy long form interview series that I'm doing, uh, with Grubbub. I think it's pretty good. Uh, we're doing surprise tests too, which is just me ripping off LEC pop quiz. Uh, it's got some very fast pacing and stuff. I posted it to my TikTok, which is at Travis Gafford. I think it's been doing pretty well there. People like the TikTok, uh, the tickety talk. Um, <laughs> tickety talk, the, the fun don't stop. Just Every time we talk about TikTok, the YouTube cringe. comments are talking about how fucking old we are and how much we sound Dude, like I'm going to make you stuff. guys cringe so hard that you're going to fucking internally combust. Yeah. You can't yeah. stop me. The more you do it, the more I'm like, the TikTok. I don't even know if I follow you on TikTok yet, Mark. Are you still posting? I follow you. What? Can we follow you? Is, no, it, is no. it the Mark Z? With an underscore at the end, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm going to... I'm searching you right now. I found you. You've got 34 followers. Poggers. And, uh, and I followed you. So now you have 35. Your last uh, video is about a banana, I think. It's a good video, actually. Yeah. All I right. Have fun with the edits. Some cool stuff going on, though at Travis Gafford Industries. Uh, hopefully we'll have some information about Live Hotline League at Chicago Finals. I can't, I have nothing to share yet, but hopefully soon. And uh, and maybe even some Worlds information too. So thanks everybody. Life's going to get really cool over the next couple of months. At least that's what I'm telling myself. Oh, I'm also going, it's sold out, but I'm going to Dragon Steel Con in November. If anybody else is going, you can say hi to me there. All right, that's it. See y'all later. Bye. Bye.